This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Live funky big music from the Giacchino Trio this morning on the yeah. Preston and Steve Show. Imagine if she had to report like a 10 car accident <laughs> with that funky. Uh... Oh, yeah. Sure, I'd inform so, them first. I'm sure they'd have something. Michael's first solo album is out on the 30th. It is called uh, Travelogue Volume 1. It is a conceptual piece of music. We've heard snippets of it. It sounds fantastic. And uh, one of the things about now, initially, we were going to be in Los Angeles. Broadcasting yeah. live from Michael's house. But something happened. Something happened. Something came up there. Yeah, what was that? The travel issues, so we weren't able to do it, and we were very much looking forward to it, and would still like to do it someday when the world gets back to normal. Um, we will. And uh, so what, one of the things we were also going to do is maybe have uh, Michael invite some of his friends over that were able to come on the air. We're still going to be able to do that today. It would have been uh, you know, really cool to do it in a live situation in person, but... Uh, one of them is on the line and ready to go, and I'm very excited to speak to him because he's been in so many great things. He's fantastic. But I'm going to uh, play a clip that ties him directly in with Michael, and it is a clip from Inside Out, my favorite animated film. Uh, and I'm going to play this. Here we go. Who's the best in every way? Wants to sing his song to say. Who's a friend who likes to play? Bing, bong, bing, bong. The smart who makes you yell the rain. So clearly, Michael has written some music for him. I don't know what the rattling was. I forgot what happened at that part of the movie. He's knocking a bunch of stuff over. That's what it is. All right, yeah. please welcome, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Richard Kahn. Yeah. Richard. Oh, sure. All those people who were there clapping, they got to come in live. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just pushed a button and got clapping effects. Yeah, no, 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 that was live. That was live. Actually, we have skills too, Michael. Clapping for Richard Kind. Richard, thanks for coming on this early, early morning. We appreciate it. It is my pleasure, and I did wake up early. I told Mike, I this is not that this was early for me, but I was going to wake up at like quarter to eight. Uh, anyway, those are my problems. It's a pleasure to I, I read back the texts. I could read back your text to me. Yeah, but yes, maybe that would give some insight into what exactly. See, see, Richard, we lose all perception of time because here locally in Philadelphia, I'm up at three forty-five usually every every morning, and we do the obviously the show. It's the nature of the beast. But you forget that as we start to do these things, whenever we have people in or on the phone from California. It's obviously a weird thing. Well, and Richard's in New York, so don't, oh, he's don't, in New don't York? have too much sympathy. Oh, get out of oh, here. Come on. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, listen, Richard. It, you have, you it have... is outrageous. <laughs> you have one... I'm an actor. I, I go out after, you know? After work, I'm going to watch for a drink. You have you have, <laughs> you have one big thing in common with our show, and it's the fact you graduated from the same high school as our our gal on the program, Kathy Romano. She went to Pensbury. What? Well, I dare not say what year. That's not polite. Did you have Mrs. Hallahan? Uh, no. You know, I, it's okay. no. She's you, been you dead can, for thirty years. You, you, can, <laughs> you can ask what year. I graduated in '96, but I did want to ask you because um, part of uh, of what Pensbury is known for is their prom. Was it? Did you have a prom that was like over the top, like they do now? All right, let me tell you something about our prom. First of all, I know Michael Bamberger, who wrote a book yeah. about the Pensbury High School uh, uh, prom. Our prom was not over the top like it became. However, listen to who performed at my prom. 
just because I'm well, Rodney Dangerfield performed at my prom. Rodney what? Dangerfield was booked as entertainment at your prom? <laughs> and B.B. King performed the year before. That, that You see that kind of act at Caesars Palace, not at a high school prom. I, and Rodney Dangerfield are, are, uh, was funnier than B.B. King. Well, <laughs> well, that was the rumor. <laughs> How the hell did you end up with B.B. King as entertainment? B.B. King and, look, you know, at that time, but, you know, people will, will go anywhere. They'll whore themselves. They'll go to a prom. They get paid money. They'll go to a prom. I'll tell you what, one of the greatest experiences of my life was seeing in a small club B.B. King perform, and uh, I was maybe 30 feet away from him, and it was it was amazing. Did, w- did Was he received well, Richard? Well, what do you think? He was B.B. King. <laughs> Different high school kids, though. Would they appreciate B.B. King at the time? Hell yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. You, you, you want to know something? I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, if we're being honest, Buddy Holly performed at my communion. So I, there you go. I, I was out, I was in the back making out with one of the chaperone mothers. <laughs> so I don't really know. You know, uh, Michael, I don't know if you know this, but Richard also shares, I'm a massive fan of, of uh, the, the Batman lore and legend and, and, and going way back. And you, Richard, were the mayor of Gotham on Gotham. The... Can you imagine? I will go to my grave saying I was the mayor of Gotham City. Yes. And, and by the here. way, you were sensational. You were fantastic on that show. I, I have never seen the show. But thank you very much. I go up. I go, I do my little dance, and then I go home and they give me money. And that's, that's what it is. That's, that's, that eliminates stress, doesn't it? It's, well, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, but you just go in and you're, you, you do your job and then you go home. All right. Well, you know what? And with it, with that, Richard, I'm curious about because you have done so many great voice characters in uh, in animated films. You know, in A Bug's Life and Car, the Cars films and Toy Story and and, and Inside Out was just heartbreaking. Um, do you a do you ever see those final products and and do you do you you know get a real feel for the the emotion that you that you put into the voice work and then seeing it put with these characters up on screen? Well, you know, on some of the things I will watch it like you know Gotham. I didn't. I no, I don't watch a lot of the stuff because I cringe. All I do is I watch and I go, "How the hell do you have the nerve?" <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, you look like that. You look like that. It's a telegenic, marketing, you know, uh, a medium, and, and and look what you get away with. Uh, the second thing is, is that I, if if I do watch myself, sometimes I watch it without sound, okay? Because I know the lines, and I'll say, "Oh yes, I believe." What I'm saying on my face because it's it's motion pictures right. rather than motion voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as far as Inside Out, yeah, what are you kidding me? I've seen it twenty times. Uh, I have children. So yeah. emotionally, I mean, uh, what what a and your characters, and I don't want to give it away for those who You're haven't seen nice. it. Oh my goodness! As, as, hold on, as Michael will say, it has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with uh, Pete. Uh, Pete Doctor and uh, um, um, who was the, who was the, the, the part? I, I want to say Carmen, but it's not. What's his name? Ronnie Dangerfield. Um, oh, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie, yes, 
Let, let, well, let me ask you, besides, so did you guys, Michael and you and Richard, we assume you met professionally first, but what, what, what was the, uh, what, what was that, what was that meeting like? Well, we were in prison oh. together first, wasn't it? <laughs> that was it? I, I think we first met in and prison. let me tell you, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he would say, no. drop the soap, and I go, I don't have it. He goes, I'll get you a bar. <laughs> It's how it works. You got to learn the language of the prison. So I got it. But but you know that's uh, we we, right. we met on Inside Out. We inside met on Inside Out. out. Okay. All right. Here's yeah. And, You're going to say what was it like to work with the composer on Inside Out? <laughs> I didn't know him for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I never met him. <laughs> we didn't we meet? Where when did we meet? At the was it at the rap party? Uh, I think. Well, what, I think, not the rap party. The the um, I, I don't think I was at the. I wasn't invited to the rap party. But the the premiere, uh, the, the premiere <laughs> in Emeryville. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. The rap party in Emeryville. That's that's what that was. Then I was there. That's what you call that. that I call that the premiere. You say yeah. I call party. it the rap party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Aren't they two different things? Well, the rap party well, is yes, basically yes, the for party. for the Pixar employees and all of their family. You know, they're there. They can bring a guest and all of that. So, uh, and That's there's a lot of people right. that work there. Yeah. What's a? Yes, and the the world should know that the word rap party indicates we've stopped filming. Let's have a party. <laughs> the word <laughs> yeah. premiere means we've finished all the work. It's ready to be shown. Let's show it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And Michael so- calls it a rap party. I call it a, a company premiere. Okay. All right. All right. Well, now we now we have the understanding here. So so with with your work and with your if body. only Michael were in showbiz. If only he were in showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> if only I understood the terminology. Right. Right. I'm figuring you it out slowly. Does, don't you? You know what a producer does, don't you, Michael? Okay. I just sit in my room and bang on things. <laughs> Richard, That's all I do. I wanted to ask you, you you are you were associated with the Second City Comedy Troupe in Chicago. Obviously, improvisational yeah. comedy is something you excel at. Of all the things you do with the animation and all that stuff and the regular acting, is the ability to improv with the likes of Christopher Guest and other people like that, is, is that a, a singular thrill? Sure. You know, I, mean, I get to work on Herb. I get to work with, with Chris Guest and, all, and Jennifer Coolidge and all the people who were in... Uh, their movies. Um, is it, it, right now, it's not a singular uh, um, thrill because every time I go and improvise, I'm, I'm pooing my pants. Really? Because it's terrifying. Oh, my God. Not knowing what you're going to say, having to deliver, having to perform. It's terrifying. And, yes, when I was at Second City, was it terrifying? Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm acting with people who, who you know, there, there, there's no economic consequences. We just got to go out and improvise. And if we suck, then uh, the audience sees a bad show and we'll do it again the next night. Right. But well, you're putting it on film and people will see it forever and ever. And you just go, oh, dear God. However, the acting, uh, when somebody gives me the lines, I'm not as nervous on film. Okay. On film, I'm not as nervous because... It's already written. I don't. My brain. All I have to do is be the character. In improv, you have to be the character, but there is a portion of your person who's making up the words. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, so you're you're a little divorced from the character a little bit. Okay. And yet, in essence, in essence, you should be even more involved with the character because you shouldn't be there at all. But that's not how I work. 
So, I'm not that good. Richard, you, you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm, and we've heard you know that a lot of that is improv. Is that where you ended up meeting Jeff Garland, and, and is that what your bridge to yes. the Goldbergs was? Yeah, absolutely. If you, okay, here's a little, a little story. Yes, Jeff and I were friends for years. We, we, we would go out to dinner uh, after the show. Like I said, I, I'm a, a person of the theater, a uh, creature of the night. We go out afterwards for uh, – I went out for soup. Always. I always had to. And, uh, Why Jeff, wouldn't you? You're a big star. <laughs> Jeff, myself, and Dan Castellaneta, who's the voice of Homer Simpson. Yeah. We were all at Second City together. Jeff wasn't on stage. He was actually in the box office. Uh, and we would all go out and uh, we would, you know, I eat at uh, Jeff's Laughing for two hours, you know, from like one to three in the morning and just talk and talk and talk and talk. And so he is really one of my best friends. And when he was on Curb, you know, he helped Larry develop the show. Uh, he, uh, they needed the character of Cousin Andy. So they, you know, they said, Richard Kind. I said, uh, and, and Larry said, he's too famous. Okay, now this is 20 years ago. Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too famous. That's the first thing. I said, I am, right. I, I con- continue today, I am not too famous. I said, tell him I'm not famous. And so they told him, and he, you know, because everybody on the show uh, who was famous played their own selves, except for Ed Asner, because his character dies in the episode. Larry didn't want people to think that Ed Asner had died. Right. So I, uh, I was honest uh, as Cousin Andy and not Richard Kind. He thought I was too famous. We convinced him that I wasn't. They auditioned a lot of people and then finally went with me. And so, but guess, take a guess how many episodes I did up until season nine. For the first eight, uh, eight years, how many episodes I was in? Maybe four or five? It's, well, it's close. Three. Oh, well, there you three go. Episodes. Just, wow. Just three? But, but yet that the impact was so great that people referred to it as the show, that Richard Kind show with Larry David. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> it's about time. Somebody treats me with the respect that I deserve. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, so obviously you're from here. The show, The Goldbergs, takes place in Jenkintown. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny. We've oh, had right. yeah, we've had cast members co- uh, come into the show and not realize uh, that, you know, Jenkintown is where it, it all originates from. Uh, you play the uh, the Formica King, who is the nemesis of Murray Goldberg. Uh, are, are, can, right. we, can we expect you on the show in the future? Uh, you know, I want to make some little joke about something, but my answer is yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that they're all back from COVID stuff, and I think in November uh, I'm going to be shooting a series of episodes. Excellent. So, yes, Excellent. Uh, from what I hear, I am back. Um, yes. I have a question for I you. hope I'm not talking out of school. No, 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 right. no. no, no. Uh, Don't worry, no one's listening, Richard. (laughs) (laughs) It's just us. You want to know something? I know that. It's radio. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Michael, you you obviously, I would imagine for going back to Inside Out, you you wrote the the Bing Bong theme song, correct? Did you know that Richard was going to be voicing it, and did that influence you in, in what you wrote? Uh, by the time I was on, yes, I knew it was uh, Richard, and uh, I, did it influence me? No, okay. I, I just I do what I want. I, I I just I don't I don't listen to actors. You start going down, you, you start going down that rabbit hole, it never ends. Uh, you know, so uh, no, it was you know obviously I think one of the greatest moments of of animated history oh. is that moment 
that we all I don't know if I, I we won't I don't want to ruin it, but there's at a this moment. point. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, tough. So go ahead. Ruin it. Yeah. When 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 we realize that Bing Bong sacrifices himself to help Joy get out of the pit of despair oh. and all of that. And it is just devastating. It's devastating. And that and Richard owns that whole thing so well. It's just incredible. What? His um, his delivery is just the best. That might be it, it one is. of the most. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, Steve, but, you know, and, and I have a I have a young daughter and I just saw the metaphor as childhood is yeah is going away for good and i was yeah. just like oh my god it was it was heartbreaking it was tender and wonderful and all these all this mix of emotions in it and uh, and richard your your delivery was fantastic he's the best and i just want to say like 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 the music i'm very lucky i ride the coattails of true true geniuses of which well, your guest your co-host is one uh, no richard listen richard i i Richard, I was just going to say that I think, you know, like the musicians, you know, when I always talk a lot about how the musicians bring life to everything, you know, when I give them these these black dots on a page, it's lifeless. And then and until it's like voiced through their talents, it's nothing. You are the same. Like you can read these words on a page, but coming from you, coming from out of your mouth, you take it into this whole other place, which brings it to life. And if anyone ha has anyone ever seen a serious man? Yeah. Uh, that movie, a serious yeah. man. Yeah, Richard yeah. is is phenomenal in that movie. So it's it, he he can pretty much do anything. Well, Michael, so. but we we have we'll have Sorry. people on the show, and, and Richard to, to you as well, obviously. And we have people on the show, and you know someone who legitimately has it, someone who's legitimately funny, and someone who yeah. has to sort of not feign it, but can't quite. You know, has to has to work hard to generate it, and that's that's something that just comes through. And Richard, uh, that's what you do. I wanted to ask you because I remember briefly, Carol. Well, hold on, hush. Do you want to know what's crazy? Sure. I, this morning, I set up my camera and my light because I have a self tape audition. That's what you have to do nowadays. You have to tape uh, tape yourself on your phone, really, and then submit it to the casting director. And you, you hope that it all goes well. Here, I don't. Give a damn how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've just been through. I don't care if I get a job. I'm getting adoration at eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> eight. You gotta understand. Here's a man who got up at eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> we can give you weekly adulation yeah, yeah. if you need it, Robert. Yeah, you can call no, us anytime, Richard. Is, the thing is, I got up early, so now my that my eyes are baggy and saggy, all to do this, and I have a prospective job on the line. <laughs> <laughs> and I look like crap. I look horrible. Well, let me ask you, will it in any way, we don't know what you're auditioning for, will it serve the audition if you look this way? No, I really should look about eight years younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... I already know. It's one of those kid shows, you know, and uh, I'll be a father uh -huh. of a kid, and they'll go, no, 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 we don't want a grandfather to be a father. That's, yeah, that has to suck, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It does suck. Oh, my well, God. I, I do want to quickly ask you, because briefly, uh, Carol Burnett had a, uh, a a series on NBC with an ensemble, and, and you, you were part of that. What was it like working with Carol Burnett under those circumstances? Well, under any circumstances, yeah. she is deserved of the love and fame and, and true adoration that she has. She is a, a superior 
person. And uh, that always comes through in her work. Uh. And when you see her interviewed, that is who she is. Not a, a just a magnificent She's magnificent, so lovely and kind and great and such a hard life sometimes. Yeah. But she just loves fun. And we had a great time. It was not received with by gangbusters. It was sort of, uh, it was an anthology series. We used to call it the A-word. Right. Like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits is an anthology. This was an anthology, but comic uh, uh, half-hour comedies, a different genre every week. It could be a musical, it could be a farce, it could be uh, something like uh, like a Jules Pfeiffer-esque type of thing. It could be anything. And uh, he always had uh, decent ratings, but she got, it was hard work. It was hard for the writers, and after two and a half years of, and nobody here who's listening knows, has seen the show. I did, yeah. She just said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I want to go back to what I used to do. And we had, we then did that cast, went and did a variety show. And it was horrible. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the heaven gate of, of TV shows. It was the most, it was, it was like doing a heartbreak kid with Ben Stiller. Horrible. It was not not Charles Grodin. Wow. <laughs> you know, you you took classic, which was Harvey Corman, Tim Conway, and, yeah. and Carol, and and tried to duplicate it. Yeah. Be, oh, I, I haven't got the words. I, I have to go back to bed. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Right. Well, Liz and Richard, unfortunately, we do have to wrap it up so you can you can go. Okay, I just want to say say one thing. Yes. I was somewhat in your neighborhood this uh, this past, well, a week, uh, I'll post a week ago, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, doing campaigning. Uh, if I could do it as Richard Kindin and help at all, I did it for that. But I didn't go out there really. I just put stuff on the door for a guy named, oh, Howie, oh, what's his name? Oh, you know, you want to campaign for something, you work all day. Right. right. Uh, Finello, uh, Chris, I think it's Christine Finello who's running for uh, uh, Congress, and uh, a couple of other state representatives uh, in Bucks County, which is where I'm from, mm-hmm. and they are magnificent. Howie, Howie Long, his first name, ah, uh, Hayes, Howie Hayes. Howie, Howie Hayes. Okay. okay. Not Howie Long, the football player. Not Howie player. Long, the football no. player. Not Howie Long. No, no, no. I, I, we're getting some texts that say uh, that, uh, Richard, you look too old and people don't want to vote for these people right now. <laughs> Believe me, yes. I know. The youth of America is going to be taking over the, the country, too, and they're going to, oh. No, I'll no. Well, well, if 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 after the pandemic and after all this goes away, and it will, we and if you're back in the neighborhood, we'd oh. love to have you in the studio. Yeah, we'd love to get two Pensbury grads back together. <laughs> Great, yes, <laughs> It'd be wonderful. Um, Great, I, I, I'd love it, I'd Richard. Love it. I'd, you, I'd miss it out there. You're, you're phenomenal. Thank you so much for getting up this morning and coming on. We appreciate it. You bet. You guys are great, Michael. I'll see you. Yes, in sir. Days. I'll see you in days, day my friend. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, Richard Kind. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Michael, that's cool. Yeah, oh, uh, you just got so fun. You just gotta love people like him, you know. And <laughs> oh, it's the best. You know, I I have met so many wonderful people doing what I do, and I have 
so many great friends, and that's been the best part of it. It's just the extended family that you grow, you know. And yeah. everyone looks at the entertainment business and thinks, oh, it's just a bunch of blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I have met some of the nicest people in the world. No, and, and, and people who are truly possessed of a, of a, of a real talent who aren't covetous of, yeah. of other people always tend to be the, right. the nicest people. And yeah. it's uh, you won't know who we're referencing here, uh, uh, Michael, but... Doesn't Richard sound a lot like Dr. Mike? He does. He does. People were texting yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They remind him of Dr. Mike. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's a lot like that. Uh, well, listen, we're going to have to take another break. We were going to play a contest with Michael and his bandmates, but we're going to have to do that on the other side because we didn't know we were going to spend 25 minutes with Richard Kind. <laughs> well, this but is the problem. not? Yeah. You know? It's hard not to. Yeah. Hard not to. We, we deal with this all the time, Michael. We're so entertaining that we can't contain it. Mm. And... <laughs> uh, now, as we take a break, we have uh, Michael and his trio. We have uh, Mark and Andrew who are playing with him today. Um, do you think we could get a little bit of, of Ratatouille uh, on the way out? A rat that can cook. We then you pick it. it, you call it out. That, you, you call it out. Is Whatever. it Le Feston? Do you have Le Feston in there? No? No. All right. Well, I'll pick it. Oh, let's, let's do, uh, why don't we do uh, a Coco? Coco. Oh. I love it. Let's do Coco. All right, here we go. A little bit of Coco. Right. And this is uh, yep. Michael Giacchino. And uh, they are performing live on our show this morning. You can go ahead. You don't have to wait for me to stop oh, talking. One, two, three. <clears throat> Michael's new album is coming out on the 30th, by the way. And it is called Travelogue Volume 1. Uh, hence, he's on uh, promoting it this morning and just hanging out with us through the course of the show. So we'll let some of this play and then we'll break and come back with more. You can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to schedule a free one-on-one virtual appointment with the real expert jeweler. Real diamonds, real people, real jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest you may have seen in movies like Meet the Spartans and Disaster Movie, and uh, maybe you've seen him on TV. Please welcome Ike Barinholtz. What's up, guys? Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you, guys. Ike, I loved your your tweet uh, yesterday, I guess, or last night or this uh, morning, whenever it was. It said, uh, and and I actually read it this morning, not even looking at the name, and it was you, but it said, in Philadelphia, do I go to the party at Billy Ray Valentine's house or get drunk with Winthorpe at Ophelia's? <laughs> we can make it, baby, me and you. <laughs> You yeah. have a name with no legs? Ben, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever see Paul G. and Beth? I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. Most of my knowledge of Philly is from movies. Like, yeah. I know the Rocky Steps. I know Trading Places. I know the scene where Tom Hanks coughed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I got, a, I got a guy driving me around, a guy named, uh, he's a tour guy kind yeah. of. Remember this name? Jack Forward. Oh. That's his real name. That's a that's a Tom Cruise character. Tom Cruise yeah. is yeah. Jack <laughs> Forward. I don't have time to go back. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. That's, that's, so you, have you been to this area? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm going to come back with my wife and do like a proper thing. I'm a history guy. I want to see the Liberty oh, Bell. This I want to see the Constitution the, where you could sign your name and everything. Well, I want it all. When you bring people into the city, and I, I do it, uh, you know, when relatives are coming in this weekend, you basically, the, the blanket statement to make is, if you see it here, it was first in the country. Country. Yeah, yes. it's usually yeah. the case. Much so. yeah, That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. First so cheesesteak. Yeah, <laughs> right here. Ben Franklin had a cheesesteak right here. Right, right. here. Uh, I love the Mindy Project. Thank and, you so and, much. And I man. think it's one of those cases where, you know, right from the get go, it called me. I love her. 
She's so funny. And she's such a talented writer. And uh, now you were brought on as a writer with the promise of being a character? Yeah, but it was one of those L.A. promises, which are like, <laughs> yeah, you should do something on the show sometime down the line. <laughs> right, right. You yeah. know, I'll never see you again. Was it Mindy herself? It was Mindy herself. Yeah. Um, but then, like, yeah, first day, she's like, hey, I wrote this part for you. And this is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's a very hey, good so I wrote Mindy. this part for you. And um, I don't know. I think it's really funny. I think she can look at it. And uh, I that. <laughs> And uh, it was really funny, and I really loved it, and it just kind of, yeah, turned into this whole thing. Well, you, you play this uh, sort of, uh, explain your character, he's an ex-con. He's an ex-con, he's who, uh, a, I describe a... him as a chubby ex-con <laughs> who uh, who cleaned his life up and went to nursing school and lives with his grandmother in Rockaway. Now, the name is, is Morgan Tukers. Is that, is that, that sounds like a name of somebody you guys knew, or somebody she knew, or? <laughs> no, I just think she thinks it's funny when I say Tukers. <laughs> it's okay. such a stupid sounding name. Right. So, but yeah, and the other thing she said to me, she's like, listen, I know a lot of guys get on TV and they instantly lose like 25 pounds. I encourage you to eat and be healthy. And so I've gained 40 pounds since we started shooting the show. Well, she's she's a nurse and you you had originally auditioned for the, the role that Chris Messina, who plays yeah. Danny Castellano, plays. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. All right? Didn't go my way. Bad day. But he's, I, I love that guy. He's in, the, the, I first caught my eye on the movie Devil. Yeah, yeah, in the, the elevator. Yeah, 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 he's really, he's really good. He's one of those real New York guys, you is know. He? So whenever we have to do like press stuff, he goes, "I don't do this stuff." You know, <laughs> I'm a New York actor. You know? oh, really? I get naked on Broadway. I don't do this kind of thing. <laughs> I don't like to go, You're good at this. You're good at this. I don't like it. So, yeah. It's pretty accurate too. Yeah, yeah. that's what he sounds like. Yeah, so I like that your your character has a, a, a unique tattoo. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's got a giant tattoo. After he he got arrested and went to jail for stealing cars, he decided he couldn't do it anymore. So there's a big tattoo in his stomach that says, no more stealing cars. <laughs> so it's a daily reminder when he gets out of the shower of what not to do. And you're, you're, you have sort of an elusive mother, a mother that a we have. A grandmother, yeah. grandmother, I mean, yeah, who we, we have yet to, to meet. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to meet her. Like, I, I, She might be like Verna on Cheers. Remember, oh, right, like yeah. you never saw you her. You never saw yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also talk of like getting someone like, I don't know, I think Susan Sarandon would be hilarious. Man, I was just watching that. I, 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 I can't believe I'm saying this, but that's my boy. I, I watched it. and I, Oh, I with her daughter. Him. Holy her daughter's Christ. on our show. She's doing a whole like arc on our oh. show, Eva. Susan Sarandon's daughter is Eva. unbearably Dude, hot. It's it's insane. It's yeah. insane. And then she's married to this guy who's like a pro soccer player who couldn't be more good looking wow. and like shredded. And really? Like, All right, there well, you go. It's a bit on the nose, honey. <laughs> All right, married a guy yeah. who looks like me, and now we can talk. Right, right. Jeez, Louise. No, that, that's that's cool. But it, and it's, a, it's a good pedigree. The show, I, and I, I, you know, just to geek on a little bit, it's it's so smartly written, and uh, you know, it's it's it I think it's actually a good time for sitcoms right now. There seems to be a lot of sharp. There is shows. Yeah, we're losing Thirty Rock. I don't know if you guys watch yeah. Thirty Rock. Love, love Thirty it. Rock. Yeah. Love that. That's going away, which kind of stinks. But uh, yeah, there's that, and I like I like the Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. Show. I like the New Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. New girl. I love that yeah. show. It's good, right? Super yeah. funny, and yeah. Yeah, it's good. There's a bunch of good sitcoms out there. How much influence does Mindy have on um, writing? And, and obviously, she has the pedigree of The Office b- before that and, and uh, has worked with Apatow and 40-Year-Old Virgin, that kind of thing. Yeah, she 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 runs it. Yeah. Like, it's her deal. Like, if she doesn't like a joke, she's like, nah, I'm not doing that joke. I don't, I don't get it. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Does she love when? Does she like when you do her the impression of her? No, no, because <laughs> that's that's uncomfortably close. Yeah, yeah she yeah. always does. She always goes, "Wow, 
And she's like, every morning all I hear is, whoa! Like, she could, uh, a nuclear bomb could go off in uh, San Francisco. She'd go, whoa! Or if we get sent donuts, whoa! It's a bit much. Same reaction. It's a bit much. So uh, I was also a big fan of, of Mad TV. I thought it was a, oh, thanks, a, a great sort of counterpart to SNL. And, yeah, and, it was and fun. It was, it was fun. I, th- I think it was um, unfairly dismissed. By some some critics, and that yes. generated a lot of very talented people. Yeah, there's some fun people on. Like uh, you watch Key and Peele. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys, those guys were on are there. Great. Yeah, I was on there with them. There were some funny people on there. Yeah. You now, when you were there, you were, was uh, did Sasso was Will Sasso still there? Or did he just I, live? I replaced Will Sasso, okay. which was bad for me because the fans, like, I, I made the mistake of going online and seeing what they wrote, and they were like, "Who is this Asian lady replacing Will Sasso?" <laughs> and I was like, "Jeez, man, I, I'm not Asian." I'm yeah. Not Lady, over uh, two, uh, right, but yeah, yeah, I'm actually I'm friends with Will. He is he's hardcore funny. Now those guys, some of the writers, I guess from Mad TV, uh, are also responsible for the. And I gotta say, I, I don't know why, but vampires suck. I watch every time, and, and oh, it, you it, do. It, it's a junk food movie. I I know it's, yes. it's 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 that's what they're meant to be. It's not even McDonald's. It's Burger King. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm like, why am I watching this? Yes, and and I do every time. And and it, I I was friends with those guys that they, they, they did uh, uh, Meet the Spartans, and then they they call me every time they do a movie. They call me yeah. for this vampire suck. They go, hey, we're doing a parody of Twilight. Yeah, and we want you to play Taylor Lautner. He's dead. <laughs> so I had to play a Native American doing in the a wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can check that off the old bucket list. <laughs> so they, 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 those movies, and sometimes they're, they're confounding because they're, they're like, they're just uh, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. But- My dad, who's never seen Twilight, yeah. saw that movie because they see everything I do. Right. And uh, he called me and he was so confused. He goes, Ike, I saw that Twilight parody you did. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what the jokes meant. So he was he had a hard time with it. That's, that's cool. Now you worked with. Uh, now you worked with the very famous, now pregnant Kim Kardashian in the disaster movie one. Yes, right? they're very pregnant. I hope that that baby gets Kanye's looks and Kim's talent. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that being just the ultimate joke, oh, the ultimate irony. That'd be so bad. What, what, what was that like? Was she was she cool or was uh, she? I don't annoying? remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember her. I mean, I, I I remember saying like, "Hey, nice to meet you." And she was like, "Hey," and I was Aww. like, "Oh." And then the one thing I wanted at the time she was dating Reggie Bush, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like, "I was a huge." I said to her, "I'm a huge fan of Reggie Bush's," and she goes, "Oh, you need to meet him." And she left it at that. <laughs> wow. And then I didn't talk to her the entire oh. shoot. And then like one day she comes to me and she goes, "You missed Reggie. He was here." And that, and that was, was it. That was the last words I ever spoke to her. So you guys bonded. Yeah. We really got close. Man. Yeah. I'd say we were best friends in the movie. <laughs> wow. I, I was looking, you know, the, the wiki stuff is always notoriously inaccurate, but they have a, a list of impressions that you do. I, and I, I really, I know you do some character stuff. But I, are, are, yeah, I do little impressions. Yeah. I got, um, What's your most obscure? Cause most I, I obscure? See, I see Ralph Nader listed here. Oh, my God. Nader. Nader. <laughs> that like, might have been a makeup-based impression. <laughs> yes, I was. I was wondering if that's what they were saying. I, the one. Yeah. I, the one. I, I like doing this one a lot lately. Is, uh, <clears throat> is uh, our president? <clears throat> one thing I want to tell you all. Uh, I'm on. The, I'm on the air with uh, President Steve. Great guys. Great guys. Talking about how much weight they've lost. Uh, an app on the iPhone <laughs> called Lose It. Now, now let me be clear. This app <clears throat> has made me lose uh, 45 pounds. 
And you know, can I get some more coffee? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm extemporaneously <laughs> yeah. talking about Barack Obama. That's solid, here. Man. That was oh, damn that's good. Really good. That's that's pretty damn close. My my best friend is a man named Jack Forward. <laughs> this is a man who knows Philadelphia uh, inside and out. Yeah, he drove me past Kelly Drive. Learned that Grace Kelly's from Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, dude, that's, that's good. good. That's, really, that's good. really good. That is solid. Uh, Dane Cook, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, no, I was walking around Philadelphia. I don't know why they call it Philadelphia. They call it Philadelphia because it's amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing city. <laughs> I got he 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 told he told uh, he told Jason Sudeikis. I, I'm friends with Sudeikis. We did Eastbound and Down together, and which was great, by the way. Uh, thanks, you, you're, you're, Thank uh, you. You're uh, you're you're his you're uh, the, the, the nemesis. I was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone comes up to me and goes, "You're not Russian." You're the Russian bad guy. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I think my great grandfather might have been." Um, but Dan you're talking Cook, to Sudeikis, you're saying? Yeah, Dan Cook went up to him and goes. You know what I like about your impression that the other guy didn't do? You nailed my cadence. <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay. Time thank, to let it go. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so wait, 2006. Sudeikis, the one thing we're always wondering about him is how, how does he pull in all this primo tail? Oh, all my the God. Time? Yeah. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. He is, yeah. He was still he's married for years, and then he got unmarried. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like uh, Don Juan. I mean, yeah. he's crazy. Got, Scarlett Johansson, he's now with... Um, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman <laughs> from Killing It. Just amazing. Olivia yeah. Munn, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, Olivia Wilde? Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's... Two hot Olivias. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's hardcore. And Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Cloris yeah, Leachman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, forget about it. You know but what I love about the family guys? When they can't get the actual celebrity to come and do the show, they'll just get somebody who, who can do the impression. And so you did... Dane oh, Cook. yeah, I did Dane for a family guy. For a family yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and I watched the episode, and I have to watch the credits when I watch the family guy, because I'm like, I don't know if that's Dane Cook or not. And half the time it will be, and half the time it's not. Half the time it's, it's a guy like you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just kind of plug it. The one I, I, I've been doing lately I like is, did you guys see Argo? Yes. I, I've heard that it's awesome. I want to see it. This is Alan Arkin and Argo. <clears throat> What do you mean I have to make the movie? I don't want to make the movie. All right, fine, I'll make the movie. <laughs> Very good. That's Alan Arkin in Argo or any movie. By the way, one of the, right. I, I think this is one of the, it was on over the weekend, one of the funniest movies, the original In-Laws with oh, Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. Just they amazing. They had these birds, these bugs, these insects that would come and they'd pick up the kids and they'd fly away. Really? They'd pick up the kids? You'd think I would have heard something about that in a journal somewhere. No, I guess not. There's wow. A, there's that running joke in Argo of, uh, they say, Argo F yourself. Mm -hmm. And the way that Alan Arkin delivers uh, it every time. It, I, home it run. slayed me, man. It's, it's a great movie, but it's also a very funny movie, primarily because of him. He's great in uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. You oh. don't talk to people like that. That's Gestapo tactics. <laughs> it's great. not professional. He's also great in Catch-22 when he's explaining uh. to John Voight that cotton. John Voight buys up a whole bunch of, his character buys up a whole bunch of cotton and then dips it in chocolate. And he, think that, he thinks that's... <laughs> He goes, it's not, cut, it's not cotton candy. It's not cotton candy what you're eating. It's different. It's bad. <laughs> um, you were with an improv group that that played in Amsterdam for, yeah. for, for like two years. A yeah. Chicago-based improv group. Yeah, it was called Boom Chicago. How did that come about? Uh, there was like three guys from like uh, Northwestern, and back in like '92 or '93, they started doing shows in the back of a bar because all the comedy in Amsterdam. They must have had back. to work on you to convince comedians to go over to Amsterdam. I'll tell you, man, they had both my arms behind my back, <laughs> and uh, there's what can you do in Amsterdam? Well, I, I went to the Anne Frank House, uh, <laughs> the Rijksmuseum every day. Yeah. There's whole chunks I don't remember right, from yeah. my time there. I ran into a guy recently. That was a buddy of mine who I lived in Amsterdam with, and we saw this bartender somewhere. He's like, "Hey, it's good to see you guys. I haven't seen you since." 
Amsterdam. And I've never seen the guy before in my life. Right, right. right. And my buddy's like, yo, he's, he lived with us for a month. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you rooming with uh, Josh Myers? Seth, Josh Seth Myers, Myers, yeah, brother? Seth's brother. I yeah. went out there and kind of uh, kind of replaced Seth when he left. And it was me and, and his brother and Sudeikis and Jordan Peele. What's your most completely dementia moment from uh, obviously there are certain things you're, you know, the, 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 they're allowed over there that well now we're starting over here but uh, any any nights that totally there's an, amusement, to there's an amusement park there in the south that's <clears throat> like a big fairy tale amusement park yeah. and I, I we we went and I took this one thing and I took another thing with it <laughs> and on top of it I took a third thing okay and you're three things in so I'm three things in yeah and so there's all these rides and amazing things and I spent about three hours staring at a trash can <laughs> wow yeah so that's where I was at even <laughs> my life at that time oh, wow. and my journey fairy tale amusement park oh, you know how the, how the canals are set up and um, it's kind of like a semicircle around uh, the, the center yeah. part of town yeah I, I, I had taken one thing yeah and I was walking around and I I found myself walking in a giant circle, yeah. for, and, and, and then I realized I had done the circle three times. That's the national pastime in houses, <laughs> walking in circles around canals. Right. That's it, their baseball. Yeah. It's it's so prudent to move to not allow cars within the, right? I, yeah, 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 just bicycles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine what uh, would happen? Not horrible. Oh, wow. Did did it uh, did it, tr- it translate well? I mean, did the uh... it did because the Dutch speak like seven languages. Right, right, right. And the one the one bummer was that they were they're, they're like a very honest people. Right. You know, in America, you'll do a show and they'll come to be like, "I was great, it was lovely, yeah. it was amazing, the whole thing." But in Holland, they'll come up and be like, "Your show was uh, okay. You <laughs> were not that funny. Um, there was one part that made me laugh, but the rest of it, I was angry." <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs> did you do a uh, yeah. a best of the worst, basically? Uh, oh yeah, we the... did like the, all the sketches that didn't make it in to the right. show, and one of them was one of them was uh, like a sketch we wrote about the house next to the Anne Frank house. Okay. And it's about a guy who says to people, hey, if you're sick of waiting in line in the Anne Frank house, come to our house, the Decker house, and you take a tour of this guy's house, and you read his journal from 1944, and you realize that his grandfather was the one that turned in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, I didn't like that it. didn't make that. I didn't like it. That's, that's a story. That's ah, a story to be yeah, told. Come on. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so while the uh, the mini project is underway, any other uh, film stuff that you get involved with? Because you, you know. We... We, honestly, like I'm doing like 17 hours a day there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's pretty brutal, uh, yeah. but I'm living off of bread from takeout restaurants because <laughs> right. I'll be on set and I'll come back to the writers' room and they've eaten all the real food. Do you have Bertucci's out there? No, Bertucci's takeout bread. Awesome. No, yeah, good yeah. bread. Yeah, good oh, rolls. God. There's nothing better than good bread, right? No, yeah, I, I agree. I, it, well, this, the the script is the scripts of the show are so are so smart and so you know and you you the ensemble's great. That's the thing that makes these shows work. The the ensembles. Yeah, and and. Uh, I, I assume when you're writing a script like this, because it's so rich, it, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. We have a, we have a great writing staff. A lot of guys from like how, Community are writing on it. A couple guys from Jimmy Fallon's show. How many how many people are on staff writing? We got eight, but we just got two more from 30 Rock that came on. Wow, we poached wow. them right away. So we yeah. got about eight, eight or nine. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. And, and the great thing is, too, is that we get really great people to come on the show. We're doing an episode with Seth Rogen in a couple weeks. Yeah, which oh, cool. Is awesome. And uh, Mark Duplass, I don't know if you guys saw Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, yeah. last awesome. night. By the way, last night. Spoiler alert, he, Bin Laden dies. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to throw, throw it out there. Yeah. Sorry, I had to do that. Wait, yeah. Who is he in the movie? Uh, he's one of the CIA analysts. He's okay. a guy in the league, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we got some really fun people kind of coming in. Uh, Eva. 
Susan Sarandon's yeah, daughter. Yeah, Susan Sarandon's daughter. My God. Unbe- I, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I mean, but why wouldn't you believe it? She's she's gorgeous herself, Susan Sarandon. Oh, my gosh. She used to come on Mad TV all the time, and yeah, I... <clears throat> Who, who was your biggest freak out? <laughs> yeah, you, I used her a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who was your biggest freak out celebrity encounter? Who who was the person you were just blown away to meet? Well, you know, it's funny when you first moved to L.A. Like anyone you see is huge. Like yeah, yeah. Like day three, I called my parents. Was like, I just saw the bad guy from Die Hard Two at Whole Foods. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, after a while, you get so jaded. You're like, oh, there's Woody Harrelson crapping in a box. <laughs> you're a little jaded now, yeah, you know. Yeah. So now, I don't know. I met, I, I saw uh, Stevie Wonder one time. No, is it? He didn't see me. But, uh, <laughs> no, I did see him at the D Four Seasons one time, and that, that was pretty that's, exciting. That's it. It's like Keith Richards one time. I'm a big Stones fan. That's that Cool. Pretty pretty awesome. Um, I mean, you had a lot that, that went, as you said, came through on Mad TV. Yeah, and, and worked. Who, who was? Oh, who was the best TV, to work with, and who was the most difficult? Work, uh, I love uh, love Cranston. Okay, Cranston came on a couple times. He uh, he was amazing. Um, uh, toughest to work with, Flavor Flav. Really? Yeah, Flavor Flav came on set and and had issues with the material. <laughs> And I was like, were you, like, living in a dumpster, like, just six years ago? Yeah. My God, man. You were uh, in a Viking helmet. Yeah, you were yeah. in a Viking helmet, and you're, like, I don't... You're yeah, like, yeah. Living in a bathtub with Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, and yeah, And you're yeah. going to call cut? <laughs> Come on, dude. Wow, what yeah. the material? Do you remember? Oh, God. I can't, I can't he remember. He was playing Clarence Darrow. <laughs> it was an Inherit the Wind sketch, and he was Clarence Darrow. No, I remember it was some sketch. It was an opening thing, uh, an opening type of thing, and... He came in and said, I didn't talk to the writers. And uh, we sat down with him and we heard his complaints. Yeah. And then um, I think he drank uh, the, out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Snoop was good, too. Snoop came, Snoop came on the show and I right. walked into his dressing room and I just yesterday got on high. On high from, from, from the fumes. From from just yeah. yesterday. So that's good. Wow. Do you have, uh, are you married? Or are you I kids? am. I got a beautiful wife at home. She's yeah. waiting for me while I've been on the road a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, is she involved in the industry? At she all? is involved in the accounting industry. Oh, yeah, I married good. a civilian. No, that's yeah. a, that's a good move. It's it's funny because I'll call her uh, freaking out about like an audition. Like they didn't like me. They they like the other guy from Chuck. <laughs> and she'll be like looking at a spreadsheet for like a twelve billion dollar deal. She's like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Leave me alone. You made it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the real world. That's the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the Mindy Project, I need to mention this uh, in case you have not seen it yet. Tuesday nights at 9.30 on Fox and uh, it's two more episodes uh, this season. When Mindy's brother visits from college, he tells Mindy that he wants to drop out and start a rap career, yeah. immediately causing Mindy to panic. Yeah, it's that kid. You guys ever see Pitch Perfect? Yes, yeah. It's that Indian kid from Pitch Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, we wanted to find a hilarious uh, Indian actor in his 20s who could rap. Right. So it was him up against him for the part. <laughs> he kind of uh, no, had it. He, we saw Pitch Perfect, and we in, like we needed to write something for him. Well, really? Oh, God, he's so funny. The it. show's hilarious. You're oh, hilarious. Thank I, you when, when I When I saw you were on, on the cast, I thought it was just a, a great move, and it, it's, it is. It's really smart comedy, and uh, and the ensemble's great. So That's the, you guys are making my day for yeah. that. And for the Smash DVD. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a, Come on, guys. Well, calendar, coffee? Yeah, I know. Best day of my life. Really? Uh, and you got, what's his name, Johnny Forward, who's your driver? <laughs> Jack Forward. <laughs> yeah, nothing's happening to you in this city. No, yeah. not with him. My God. He's <laughs> the greatest man in Philadelphia. Uh, awesome. Ike, continued success. Thanks for coming by. Thank you guys so much, man. Our pleasure. Let's Love hear for Ike Barinhold. We'll be right back. Stay there. Acme Mall.
Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. So listen, here's what's going to happen. And I'm bringing the audience in on this. I have to tell you this now because uh, our old intern, intern Jeremy, is here. He just stopped by for it. We're going to play a game with him because um, yeah. uh, Jeremy is a terrible speller. He's a smart guy, but he just can't spell pretty simple words. Uh, and over the years, we've done these uh, spelling bees with him. And they're hilarious because he can't spell words that pretty much anybody can spell. But we're going to do a different take on this. And we've secluded him right now. He can't hear he what can't we're hear saying. Okay. Steve has come up with some... Fake words. They're oh, not nice. real. Now, I'm going to tell them that we're using, instead of going with the simple words this time around, we're going to use words that are actually used in the spelling bee. It's going to be harder for them. Yeah. But these are these are just gibberish. <laughs> it's ex- nothing. I've got definitions and examples of oh, them. Oh, nice. Uh, and we're going to see if we can spell them. So we usually have people call in and say, they guess. I'll give them the word and they guess whether or not Jeremy can spell it correctly or not. Say he can't spell it every time. Say no. You will win every time. You'll win every time. Because even if he gets these <laughs> fake words right, I'm going to tell him he's wrong. And if you're on the phone, play along with us. Don't don't tip the hand. And we in here have to be very um, committed to it. Because it's, it's some of the stuff is going to sound a little weird. But like this well, is from the list. Yeah, and I mean you've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, word some before. of these are these are these are more obscure words, but that's the definition, and that's yeah. what it is. And we'll see how long he'll he'll bite at it. And uh, so everybody wins prize. Uh, yeah. we're, we're gonna go, everybody wins <laughs> on, on this particular game. Hey, All I just He's recording our IDs. All right, oh. so uh, we, we sent him into the production studio to record some stuff. Uh, uh, go get, you can get him now. We, we can get him out of there, to, and uh, we'll pretend like uh, we already got this underway. Ba-ba-da-ba. So here we go. We had a visit from our old intern, intern Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, how are This morning. How you doing now, Jeremy? I am, I'm lovely. You're lovely. Yeah. That's Your great. legend will be incredible. still goes on to this yeah. point. And, and, and we say this time and time again. You are a, a, a very intelligent fellow. You are a Mac whiz, a computer genius. Oh, my God. I, email, I text him <laughs> and call do. him all the time for any tech support on Mac Help. stuff. He's, and he's phenomenal. <laughs> he's amazing. He your, can get it done. Your one stumbling block is your spelling capability. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. How? And then people at work especially are asking, when does this happen again? <laughs> because they just don't believe <laughs> That I don't know how to, like, stuff in our, like, it took me, so the operating system we have before we have now is, like, was, a uh, I don't know, Mountain Lion or what, yeah. Mountain Lion, we're at, I, Mountain Lion, just spelling Mountain, that took me a minute to kind of figure <laughs> out. Like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. So, Jer- Jeremy, one of, one of our favorite interns of all time, by the way. Great, great. guy. Uh, but we, we figured we'd take a different run on this. Now, you have a difficult time. Spelling fairly common words, and and that what, was yeah. the 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 fun came out of this whole thing. But we're we're going to go different this time. Okay. We're actually going to give you fairly difficult words to spell. <laughs> These are words that are from the spelling bee, and we think that maybe since you spell the easy words so incorrectly. Your your actual knack might be spelling the really difficult words. Well, that's correct, Preston. Because technically, when you have time to, and it's a word you we did a little research. 
when you were slightly unfamiliar with the spelling of the word or it was a longer word, you did better. Yeah. By sounding it out in your head. Yeah. Maybe, but I also just think about like one movie, one um, word I got right was aquatic, and that was just because of that Wes Anderson movie I've right. seen a couple times. Oh, okay. But like, so I remember spelling stuff like that. The okay. Sounding out never works. I, like, I that was my always my suggestion. Yeah. I was like, Jeremy, sound, sound it, it out. out. Yeah. Now yeah, this is you know for twenty eight years I've been told sound it out like that doesn't work. <laughs> it's yet. just not working. <laughs> yeah. In this case too, the <laughs> d- definitions were a a big part of this particular round of the scripts. Um, we're going to provide the definition as well, uh, you know, and, and this. It and, might and, help you. Yeah. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, give it your best. Give it your best. I mean, Absolutely. Swing at it because I think it's better when you really commit to it. Uh, and I think you'll surprise yourself. All right. So we got callers on the line, Jeremy, and they're going to guess. I'm going to give them the word. They're going to guess whether or not they think you can spell it. Okay. Excellent. And then we'll we'll try and and uh, if uh, if they are correct in whatever decision they make, uh, we will uh, give them a prize. So uh, let me get some callers on the line. I've got uh, Ron. Hey, Ron, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Ron. All right, so we're gonna give uh, intern Jeremy a word. You tell me if you think that he can spell it or not. Okay. Yep. All right. The word is tendicant. Tendicant. Do you think he'll be able to spell it, Ron? No way. No way. No way. way. All right. All right. So let me uh, tell you. First of all, tendicant is an adjective. Uh, The definition is excessively jovial or giddy, often to the point of nausea. Uh, Using it in a sentence, Larry was very tendicant, so he was seldom given good news. Tendicant. Wow. Okay. Um, This is one where I probably think it's a K, but it's a C. Let's hear it. All right. T E N. D E N K E N T. That is incorrect. Ah. No, but I don't want to dissuade you. The process you use there, keep using it for each of the words. I liked how you tried, and in your mind saw the K. We have such a tricky language. Now you've you've heard the word before, though, right? Absolutely not. No, No. I thought you were making it up. Mm. Okay. All right, we're gonna sit. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Ron, you wanted him to get it wrong. Why did I think of that? Jeez. <laughs> Sound it out. Uh, let me go next to nice. Maureen. Hey, Maureen, how you doing? Bull sacks are yummy. Bull yeah. sacks are yummy. All right. Uh, have a bowl for lunch. <laughs> Here is the word, nocturine. What do you think, Maureen? I have absolutely no faith in Jeremy, and I think he will get it wrong. Okay. Wow. Nocturine. It's a noun. The definition is, in ancient Rome, a swimming pool used for public urination. <laughs> I thought it was a Oh, it's like a vomitorium a almost. A swimming pool similar. used for public urination, only they swam in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the sentence it is used, the subway had a smell of a nocturine. Nocturine. Yeah. Uh, K-N. Well, well y- you know it's nocturine. Okay, it's so word. did I go completely wrong? A knock. Well, like is it? Okay, oh, okay I thought I you were see. starting with a K when the no, word is I was. Yeah, the K is silent. Well, it might be like, the, like you know knock. what? I stand corrected. So good there for we go. you. Heard that good one for wrong. you. No. I'm gonna switch that up a little <laughs> okay. bit. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go N. Uh huh. <laughs> N. Uh, man, N O C K. Ooh, I'm you love e that K. There. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys love the K. Uh, all right, so let's say N O C K E T R E A. Do you have a pen to write I do, it down? and okay. it's in no way helping at all. Does that pen yeah. have any ink in it? It does, yeah. yeah. It just, um, I think the pen doesn't know what I'm doing. Jeremy, okay. you're wrong. Yeah. Nocturine is spelled N O C T U R I N E, and since Maureen. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tureen, yes. Yeah. Tureen. Uh, let me go next to Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? 
Hey, uh, Kathy, can you squeeze one out on air real quick? Simple God, request. Aaron. The guy's asking you to fart. You going to do it? No. All right. Okay. All right, Aaron, here's the word for uh, Jeremy in our spelling bee. Ephegis. I'm going to say absolutely not. Ephegis. Wow. All right, hang on just a I second. I have more faith in you, Jeremy. I, I, you're, you're, you're in and around. All right, uh, ephegis is an adjective, and the des- definition is indecisive about dessert or pizza toppings. Uh, using it in a sentence, he had an ephegious way about him as if he could not decide what toppings to put on his dessert. Or- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Ephegious. <laughs> Ephegious. Uh, I'm going to say A F E G U E S. I see. You've got. I'll tell you this. I, mean, the I, I think you've moving. become a better speller because I see you getting letter clusters more correct. Than, <laughs> yeah, clusters. You spell it E F F E G I I S and two I's. All right, let's get another caller. I'm going to go to uh, John is up next. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? Where'd you get that hat, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> that, that John is. is- Hang on, because you win a prize. That is, that's my old boss, the big dog, questioning me where I got a hat, because that's payola if you take a hat. You take a hat from a record company that sent that in, you could get a fine from the FCC. Oh, that's awesome. That's a double prize. Yeah, you'll John, get two prizes, great. John. Hang on. All right, well, first of all, John, let me give you the word. Uh, Pipton. Pipton. No. No, he says no. All right, the definition is, it's a noun, by the way, Jeremy, Pipton, uh, a place of worship often distinguished by vaulted ceilings and stone water slides. Using it in a sentence, at the end of their journey, the holy men were thrilled to see a Pipton in the distance. This can't be, like, as easy as I think, right? There's a tricky letter in here. I don't well, know. Pipton is a short word. I have faith short. in you. Okay. P-I-P-T-O-N-E? Oh, no. no. You, you were closer on this, closer than this, on this than you've been on the others. Damn uh, it. That's incorrect. It is actually P-I-P-T. You got that right. Excellent. <laughs> O-L-N. L? There's a silent yeah. L in there. Uh, hey, these are, these are words that the, that the spelling bee kids get. These what are, are not... you talking about? You used the silent K in the spelling. It felt right. It knocked. Like, knock at a door. Silent letters are stupid. There's no point for them. I agree. Yeah, I know. what the hell? I it's, know. it's part of the English language that is just, uh, that makes no sense My spelling makes more sense. Okay. All right, let me go next to, let's see, we have uh, Scott as we're doing the uh, intern Jeremy spelling bee. Scott, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How you guys doing? Good. All right, Scott. So this is a little bit different. We're using more difficult words for Jeremy, and we thought maybe since the easy words don't work, the hard ones, he might stumble in and, and uh, get right. But uh, the next word is uh, vertishate. Uh, I mean, the odds are getting better. you got to get one sooner or later, but uh, I don't think so. Oh, you don't right. think so? Go right. no. Vertishate uh, is a verb. The definition is uh, to aggressively solicit for produce. When the troublesome customer began to verdishate, he was quickly ejected from the supermarket. Verdishate. Verdishate? Shate. Shate? Yes. All right. V-E-R-T-A-S-H-A-T-E? No. Sorry. Oh. Incorrect. That-
Was but if I sounded out, that's what I... You were... That was pretty close. You're getting better. We're the words are going to get smaller, so right. hopefully you're on a streak here. We'll get Scott the Dark Skies DVD. No, Verdeshate is spelled V-E-R-D-I-C-H-A-T-E. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there, man. That D doesn't belong there. <laughs> it just doesn't belong. Uh, let's go to... Have you ever heard that word before, Verdeshate? No. Uh, how about uh, Pipton? I uh, no, I thought that was like some sort of seventies band. Actually, <laughs> no, did and you ever hear of uh, Ephesus? No, or Nocturine. I thought Nocturine was a fruit, and I was definitely Nectarine. Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. different, different thing. Well, I, I thought it was a, something similar, similar to like yeah. a cousin. When words that sound the same are usually the exact same thing. Well, let yep. me, <laughs> yeah, let me go to Captain. Hey, Captain, how you doing? Gadzooks. All right, Captain. Here's the word that I'm going to give uh, Jeremy this time around. Lundell. Uh, no way. Lundell. Okay, he says no way. Jeremy, Lundell is a noun. Uh, the definition is, in hospitals, it's a container used to transport severed fingers. A Lundell. <laughs> Lundell. Using this in a sentence, the bartender brought us our cocktails as if he was carrying a Lundell. Okay, I've got like two versions. Um... L-O-N-E-D-U-L-L. Let's try the other version. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try one that borders on sanity. <laughs> That's not insane. Okay. Hey. The other one just doesn't have the E. L-O-N-D-U-L-L. No, you're no. incorrect. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Uh, it's L-U-N Lundle. L-U-N-D-O-L-E. That's an easy one. Lundle. Like a lunge. Exactly, okay. like a lunge. And have you ever seen, like, on medical shows when they're carrying a lundle around? You ever seen that? No, I mean, they, they carry things. I didn't know it was a lundle. <laughs> well, it's, 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 I didn't see if there's fingers, that if the lundle will hold the fingers. I should have known that. Uh, we'll go to Joey next. Hey, Joey, how you doing? Ah, Durka, Durka, Durka. All right, Durka, my man. Here's the... Um, oh, hey. Oh, Durka, Durka, Durka. Here's oh, the hey. word we're going to give to uh, uh, Jeremy this time around. It is credis. Credis. His record, he seems to spell like my wife. I don't have a lot of faith. Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right, no. Show show him up, Jeremy. Slam yeah. this one. Credits is a noun. Okay, Jeremy. Okay. No. Do, the, do the parts of speech help you at all? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, right? Yes. But, like, I don't understand how person, that determines how I thing. spell it. Yeah. All right, well, using it in a definition, the part of your fence that your neighbors, or this is the definition, the part of, the, of your fence that your neighbors most often see. Okay, like a credis, John's true self was only seen by others. Credis, this credis. All right, um, C R E D I U S. No, you were Sorry. just a couple letters off. Just Peter a couple out. letters off. Well, no, I was. I was that, the K I mean, silent on that one. Like, is there a K in there? I'll be so pissed. <laughs> Your favorite letter and everything. It seemed like a tricky U scenario. <laughs> no, credit is spelled C R E D D I I S. Two D's and two, two D's. I's. Yeah, but that's that? a standard. Two what? That's the standard? Yeah. I missed the two I's. Huh. <laughs> All right, let me go to... Waste of letters. We only have time for one more? Yes. Okay, all right, one more. Uh, so that's going to go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Hey, you guys rock. Oh, thank sorry. you. Sorry, i got to turn you up here. All right, so, uh, Tyler, here we go. Uh, the word is guest roll. And you would think he could get one, but on the last one, I'm going to stick with no. All right. Okay. All right, guest roll. He says no. And the definition is to copy one's haircut in an attempt to mock or humiliate. 
and use this in a sentence. It is, Chuck knew the one way to get back at Ed would be to guest roll him in front of the AV squad. Guest roll. I bet this has a bunch of double letters in it, right? I'm not telling you, man. Um, guest roll. Sounding it out. G U E S S T R O L L. No, no. Not even close. It's G E S T R O H L. So no double letters in that one. None no. at all. No. Jeremy, the first time ever, you didn't get any of them. None know, of them. You've really at least got one or maybe two. These are tricky. Um, yeah, there were. We had a couple of other letters le- or words left, but uh, but those were all uh, the words that we have for the the spelling bee. So that's too bad. I mean, they're fairly common words too. I mean, I've uh, you know heard them on a fairly regular basis. You've never heard any of these words before. Um, I feel like I've heard gestural, and now that I'm thinking about it. Ephesus uh, is that what it was? Yeah, Ephesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, maybe get a calendar with words on yeah. it. Or something. Or do you think you may have heard those words before? A couple of them, anyway. Yeah, I, I, at least a couple. Okay. Well, I've got news for you. Yeah, we made them all up there. <laughs> are you serious? I swear to God, none of those are real words. In, in, uh, okay, so like my spelling could have been right. Then, not real. Technically, you got them all right. Yeah. So wait, who who decided the spelling of these words? Was Nick. Nick it was, decided. It was me. Okay, well, I feel like my spelling is better for the majority of these words. <laughs> Especially Piptoon. <laughs> Gestrol. Yeah, Gestrol is better. You got that right. I, I, I think I got that yeah. right. I what is, that how right. about, give him one additional word. Oh, like a real word or yeah, one yeah, of the, no. the remaining? One of the remaining ones. Yeah. All right, let me give you one more fake word from our list here. Uh, let's see. Uh, one that he might be able to get. I think so. All hmm. right. Epistemic. Oh, my God. Epistemic is a noun. What is it? Uh, it's uh, from Norse mythology, one who could supposedly hear food. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was the definition. Steve made them, Steve made them just off enough <laughs> to where you might buy it. The one, the one yeah, that the got me <laughs> the one that got me was a Fegis, indecisive about dessert or pizza <laughs> toppings. <laughs> and the sentence was he had an Fegis way about him as if he could not decide what toppings to put on as dessert or pizza. It's funny because I'm like thinking to myself, what world do you guys live in that you hear this stuff? <laughs> so so epistemic Epstemic from Norse mythology, one who could supposedly hear food. And here's the sentence. The epistemic had to concede that it was the best liverwurst he had ever listened to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> epistemic. I'm going to say E-P-I-S-T-E-M-I-C. Yes! No, Wait, no. Did he get it wrong? He yeah. added an I. Oh. All right. Well, my spelling's still better. Like, it's it needs not, no, a solid you, I. You spelled epistemic, which is completely different. This is epistemic. The, the, other, the first hair. eye is silent. So. Oh, okay. yeah, That's why that belongs uh, let's there. Do, there's only one more on the list. All right. Let's do the last one. Convivate. What? And it's a verb. Uh, the definition is to rebuff romantic advances by feigning insanity. Insanity. <laughs> incredible. Lucy's attempt to convivate Larry's interest ended with her eating a paper bag. <laughs> Conva. Convivate. Convivate. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So All con. Right. Yeah, so I'm going C O N on con. Right. I feel pretty good about that. V V A. No. V E? No. Alright, well there's no more letters left. No. V- <laughs> yes, sir. There are a few more vowels left. V O. No. V V sometimes Y. No. 
I. Yeah. 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 Uh, Casey. Yeah. Convert. V A I T. No. There's two V's in this thing. You found that I again. You got again. V, yes. I, well, it, V8. Goddamn, spell this oh, right. Are you spelling stuff with the number eight now? Is no. that what you're saying? V, and then how do you spell eight? Okay, I see what you're saying there. As so, in past tense of eat. yeah. No. A-T-E. No, past tense of eat. Eight? Yeah. E-A. No. What? Eight. Eight. What is the past tense of eat? To have eaten. No. Eight. A-T-E. A-T-E is what yes, I meant to say. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. I, I do approve of that spelling now that I got a chance to look at the whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeremy, Good you're awesome. Good right here. Yeah. yeah. Man. You're right. Let's hear it for Jeremy. Yeah. He is a good sport. Love having him by him. Great right. words. Great words. Yeah. We got to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay where you are. up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit and work nicely if you're one of those this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. Our next guest has been in our studio. Before he's back, you've seen him in movies like The Usual Suspects and A Few Men and Casino. And uh, maybe you've caught uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show as well. Welcome, Kevin Pollock. Thank you. Please be seated. Uh, Of course. How are you, sir? Good to see you again. I'm uh, kicking life square in the nuts, you know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, taking it on. Yeah, absolutely. The chat show is is obviously uh, uh, it's an award winning show. We've done it four years now. Yeah. which is hard to believe. Sam Levine and Sam Levar Levine, Burton. Lavar Burton. Yeah, Sammy's like a. He says he's the kick in the side, but he's technically like a sidekick. Yeah, right. Um, but it really is a one on one interview kind of setting. And, um, yeah, we now spend a couple hours with every guest, and we do our own research, so there's no time restraints, no censorship. It streams live on YouTube every Sunday. Kevin, had you done, prior to this, had you done any interviewing before? You had never done that? Yeah. I've been on every talk show as a guest. Yeah. Uh, dating back to a couple dozen with Carson and and uh, all of them really, but it's different sitting on the other side and, uh, and yeah, asking I, the questions. Yeah, I uh, I realized you're right. I realized that uh, I always had been sort of fascinated by autobiographies, yes, people's journeys. Yeah, how the hell did you get from there to here? Mm-hmm. That fascinates. Then that and that and you can take even the most basic story yeah. and there's something to glean from it. Well, I got a good producer, this kid, Jason McIntyre, who de- one of our producers does a research for me. So uh, my Saturday is screwed. I spent about, I don't know, several hours with a 30 to 60 page dossier on every guest trying to come up with six or eight pages of questions. You know, Right. Now, have you ever, because you will go long form to the extreme, a two hour interview with someone. Have you ever had someone sit down there and you're we like, average, yeah. oh, my God. Why am I still 20 here? minutes. Yeah, they're giving got, me nothing. Got the message. Uh, yeah. You know, initially, I learned not to tell people how long it was going to be. <laughs> because here's what you yeah. guys probably found, too. If you tell someone up front, we're going to talk for an hour, we're going to yeah. talk for two hours, they'll always say, well, I have nothing to say. Yes. If you don't tell them, you can't shut them up. Yeah. yeah. If, you have a, if you're loaded with enough interesting questions that are off the beaten track, it went almost three hours. When you said my Saturday was screwed, when you said screwed, 
Screwed, it reminded me of your impression of Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. And I, the way that Screwed came out sounded like him. Have you had him on the show? <laughs> yes, I had him on the show. And how did that go? Uh, he was in town for the Academy Awards for Argo. Uh, and um, and boy, was he amazing. And I really uh, I wish he had won. He's always amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he won for Little Miss Sunshine a few years before for the same uh, category. So it's tough to pull that off in just a couple years later. But, uh, yeah, so he came by and he talked. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. Can we just go to this already? How long am I going to be here? Am I still here? Yeah, he was great. He was great. I love him. Do you ever want to, like, get somebody who who is in, like, your, your daily routine, somebody who, like, gets your coffee or the checkout person or person pumps your gas and sit them down in that chair and go, okay, how did you get here? Uh, is there, do you find no. anything maybe interesting in that? <laughs> I, I presented like with Alan Arkin? I, I hesitated yeah. because uh, I don't want to suggest that they all don't have interesting journeys as well. Yes. Right? I mean, I honestly believe everyone has an interesting journey yeah. for the most part. Uh, I get like, like a million downloads or something. So I have to think beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't know how my producer is going to research that person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's like a whole bunch of wiki information yeah, on your, on your dry cleaner. There's a lot of homework that, yeah, does, yeah. that goes into this. There was a great series on, uh, and I forget which uh, network it was, but uh, one of the uh, the reporters, uh, and it was one of the major networks, would, would do this. And they, they do it like maybe twice a year or something like that. But he'd literally have a map of the United States. He would throw a dart behind his back. It would land somewhere. They would go to that town. He'd stop off at a phone booth that tells you how old this is. Uh, would open up the phone book, randomly stop at a page, put his finger on a name, call that person, and then do an interview with him. And it was always fascinating. Yeah, that sounds great. The randomness of it sounds fantastic. The problem I uh, already anticipated, just was, as you were suggesting it, yeah. is that, you know, I've been, uh, I was a comedian first. So I've traveled yeah. the country telling jokes to drunks for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> And turns out everyone thinks they have a fascinating story. <laughs> and uh, also turns out eh, they don't. Not <laughs> <laughs> so much. Uh, most people live wonderful lives of you had to be there. Uh, yes. <laughs> you just hit it right on the head. You just hit it right that's, on the head. That's why, yeah. We, Meanwhile, we, I depend on these people and they're... Uh, uh, Paying a ticket price, should they be fortunate enough to get into Helium to see me this weekend? Um, you know, I, I love them all madly, but uh, yeah, I gotta. Well, of of all the things, since this has become such a uh, 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 time consumer in your in your career, you do the acting, you do the stand up. If you're immediately asked to label what you are, what do you respond? Yeah, it's a tough one, really, because most people, I guess, know me from movies, so I, I guess I usually say actor. Yeah. Because however people discover you is how they know you, right? So I'll run into somebody. And they can quote my standard back from 1984. Um, and there's no convincing them, oh, you're in movies now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. That's what they're going to know you from. Yeah. That's, that's, you make it easier for them by doing that. Your first role was in Willow? Uh, the first right. one I'll talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first, the first non-adult film. No, it you was were one uh, of the brownies. I yes, remember yeah, that. That's yeah. right. Me yeah. and Rick Overton. This way. No, this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you get that? Uh, actually, Rick Overton, another wonderful comedian, was hired by Ron Howard, the director, uh, who they had worked with a couple times. And um, he said to Rick, I need you guys, you and this other actor, whoever's going to be the two brownies, to sort of act as the comic relief right. guides for our hero, sort of an R2-D2, C-3PO, but, you know, little seven-inch tall right. uh, mythical characters called brownies. And... Um, 
So who who do you improvise with? Who who do you find funny? And let's bring five of them in, and you guys will improvise each one at a time. And so I was one of the five that Rick selected. So I had him to thank uh, more than even Ron was Howard. George, because George Lucas was, I mean, this, producer. This is a movie. You, yeah. you know, when I get your first big movie, I guess. Oh sure. I mean, uh, the one before I make fun of because uh, it opened on a on a flight. Uh, <laughs> wow! Between uh, that's, New that's York not, and Philadelphia, <laughs> and you had to have a round trip to see the whole thing. Yeah, that's that's not a big opener. No, yeah, no, that's <laughs> not. What was it? It's usually not a. It was called good Million song. Dollar Mystery, and okay. it was a ripoff of "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World." Okay, and starring a bunch of comedians, um, some of which you may know, Rich Hall. Yes, yeah. was that uh, a Sniglets. Was that a scavenger hunt? Yeah. Uh, well, we were looking for three Glad bags. Well, a million dollars in each bag. Let's stop talking. <laughs> really was Move horrible. on. My Move favorite on. part on Willow was, uh, and I write about this. Uh, my first book came out a few months ago called How I Slept My Way to the Middle. <laughs> and uh, it's true. Um, and my favorite moment on, on Willow was when my dad came to visit. Because we shot on the largest blue screen facility, and it was in Northern California. I remember it was technologically, I mean, as well, you would imagine, huge. Well, because eight inches tall, right, so yeah. we, uh, every man's dream. So we had to be superimposed into the thing. Right. Um, and my dad came to visit the set, and I introduced him to George Lucas. And he said to George Lucas, as he shook his hand, nice to meet you, sir. I really loved E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I thought, all right, my dad's Homer Simpson. This is my <laughs> Of all the things that you do and have done, is there's is it like your children where you, you don't love anyone more than the other, but you love them differently? Oh, no, there's some crap, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't crap when I said yes, but that's the problem with being a uh, gun for hire. You know, mm -hmm. it's just so much out of your hands. And um, But you also you also avoid the damage of, being, of bringing the movie down because you're at the forefront, so you can... I think no one ever looks at at, at a uh, a supporting actor and says, "Well, they they brought the movie down, so you can dodge that bullet." Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah. the beautiful thing I write a lot about in the book. Why one of the reasons it's called "How I Slept My Way to the Middle" is that you've heard it's lonely at the top. I'm here to tell you it's fantastic in the middle. Yeah, because I kind of have a, what I think is a perfect actor's career in that I get work based on my work. Right, I get offers, which is what any actor dreams of, and uh, paparazzi doesn't chase me down the street. Yeah, they don't, they don't care. It's, I mean, it's... they did cover, and TMZ did cover my divorce. The bastards must have been a slow news day. But <laughs> you know, they I, I get a table at a restaurant based on my face or whatever, and that you know those kind of th all those perks and stuff. I hear exactly what you're saying. We, yeah. I mean, we have here in in town in Philadelphia, the the celebrities are are more the TV news people. Sure, and now more more actual celebrities are paying attention to Philadelphia because they realize, well, there's a lot of people here. But for the most part, um, if you're on radio, you, you know you, you have a little bit of notoriety, but you're, you, you know, you can go about your, your, your daily things. And yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah. You know, and, and so you, you, but you see, some people, I also think if someone's as big as, say, a Tom Hanks, who seems to be able to manage it the proper way and manage the TMZ folks and all that stuff. It's just, you just have to have a certain sensibility about it and you can handle it. Yeah, yeah, and avoid controversy. Yeah, yeah. There was a series here in Philadelphia last year where uh, they would bring in uh, actors, directors, and talk about their career. And, and they brought in Robert Zemeckis, and uh, it was at the Kimmel Center, which is a performing arts center downtown. And and it was a really cool um, series because it, it was just those guys talking about their movies and yeah. stuff that they've done and not necessarily uh, promoting a certain project that they're just promoting at that time. Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon came in and, and did uh, talked about all of his movies. Have you done stuff like that? Have you done like retrospective on, on everything that you've done and fans can just ask you about whatever? I'm actually setting up a little tour um, 
uh, of that kind of thing. It's a it's a variation of the chat show where uh, I kind of got the idea with filmmakers because it's interesting you mentioned Zemeckis came here because I, I had a bunch of filmmakers on recently like Barry Sonnenfeld and the Men in Black movies, and yeah. Shorty, Eli Roth, um, uh, Paul Feig, of course, the Bridesmaids. Um, and uh, I realized that uh, I should probably find theaters and do Q&A uh, where the audience gets sure. to ask questions, but also I interview them as well. So we're, we're in the process of setting up a little tour like that. Um, Judd Apatow wants to do it. A whole bunch of Chris McQuarrie, the guy that wrote The Usual Suspects. Um, so, yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to do something like that. Because people like us find that stuff fascinating. But well, now, they're movie fans everywhere. Right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But not everybody wants to talk about A Few Good Men for the thousandth time, you know, or the, a millionth. Well, if the questions are interesting, I mean, that's the thing, you know. When somebody comes up to you in a bar and says, you can't handle the truth, that <laughs> turns out they're right. Yes. <laughs> I know you joked and you said you've done some, some pretty crappy movies, but I've always wondered, like, when do you know that it's a crappy movie? Do you know while you're filming? Do you know when, when the reviews start to come out? Like, when, when are you cued into that it's not so great? No, that's a good question because the wheels come off at different times. Yeah, you know, when I, all I have is the script. And who's directing it and who's in it. So I kind of base my decisions on on that. It, it starts with the script. If it's great, I'm I'm in. But it would help if the director and the other actors are also great. And then you work your way back from there. And then, you know, sometimes on the set you get a sense of it. But a, a, lot of time, a lot of times you don't. What was the earliest that you realized, okay, this is not going to happen? Does a particular <laughs> movie come come to mind? Uh, I hate to say, but, Go ahead but I say. will. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate to say only because a lot of people actually like this movie and come up to me randomly yeah. saying how much they like it. Uh, I, but my friends, and I use it on the chat show a lot to bust my uh, chops whenever somebody wants to take a shot at me. I, uh, there's a movie called Joanna Man. Oh, uh, okay. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> We've I actually said, referenced it quite often okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. So when I said yes to that, Will Smith was the star of the film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. He wasn't and the was star. Was it Bill Bellamy? Who was it? No. Uh, no, his it's, name it's, is Miguel Nunez. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you you had done um, the usual suspects. I'll tell you, actually, his name is not Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you had uh, you had done the, the usual suspects on the heels of another movie that I didn't get any like uh, you know acclaim or anything like that, but I loved was a uh, Clean Slate. I loved wow. that movie. I and I don't I don't think. Uh, I didn't see it in the theater. With but, David but, uh, Carvey? Yeah, David yeah, Carvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, he has a Olivia short-term Diablo. memory situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, it is such a good movie, and, and you were great in that movie. Thanks. I, I don't know what your experience was like on, on, on that set. It but, was good. It was yeah. good, yeah. Mick Jackson, the director, um, uh, is an interesting cat. But I, I'd known Dana Carvey. We started out uh, in San Francisco stand-up comedy scene around the same time, so we've been friends forever, and... Uh, yeah, no, I, I have I have fond memories of that. What's the dynamic when you when you're on a set? I, I, I you know there, I assume it's a, it's an ultimate bonding situation because you're you're you know yeah. you're, you're acting is very intense. And, well, and, you're with these people more than your own life, right? You, on average, you work twelve hours a day on a movie. Now, work is a, uh, an interesting word for it because uh, eleven of those twelve hours you're on your ass in the trailer. Yeah. So I'm not even sure it's a noble profession. Have you ever been on a film? We talk about with with a few good men, and and mm-hmm. I assume you know you have interaction. Maybe you had a fair amount of interaction with Nicholson or whatever. Have you ever had the situation where you assumed you were perhaps 
more friendly or had more of a friendship okay. than you did have? I'm one of those people who avoids that. Avoids that, yeah. Like the plague. Yeah. Just to make sure it never happens. <laughs> Even when that. we're working together. I hear you. Yeah. yeah like you I would tell, hate to be that guy. I tell a lot of stories uh, from the book in the act now. Again, if folks are fortunate enough to come to Helium this weekend starting tonight. Uh, about working with Nicholson, for example. You know, I, I'm just one of those actors or whatever who just doesn't want to be that guy yeah so even though i'm working with him and you know uh i have every right to engage him in a conversation i just don't like i'd walk into the hair and makeup truck in the morning at your first stop and um there you know he is Kiefer southern's also in the movie sure so Kiefer would come up to him and say hey jack you want to get a drink after work tonight and then Jack would say, that sounds great, Keith. What time should that be, do you suppose? And I'm thinking, why can't I talk to Jack? <laughs> why can't I take Jack Nicholson yeah. for a drink? How did he do that? <laughs> well, he just walked up and asked. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, 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 you assume there's a, there, but I understand what you're saying. You assume there's a there's a pecking order, and, and you want to be, even if it's in, only in your mind, you want to be respectful of it. Yeah. But I, but I just don't want to ever... Be the one to have him turn you, you yeah. know, like now. Consequently, if you uh, if you treat me like an equal and engage me from day one, right? Like I talk a lot uh, in the book and in the act now about how ridiculously professional and generous Tom Cruise was, yeah, and how I expected to be, you know, insanely intimidated. He's a giant movie star, sure. Whatever, whatever you think about him as a person, he's a giant movie star. And uh, but he was just minute, if not second one. We were absolute equals, and that. That's was, awesome. It was bizarre. Yeah. And then it, he made the mistake of me f- making me feel like an equal. So now I'm busting his chops every every opportunity. <laughs> right, about right, anything. right, yeah. right. You know. And does he respond well to that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but still, that's how weird that got. That was like, you know, giant movie star. And within 19 seconds, he made me feel like I belonged. And I'm giving him crap about whatever I want. And it was, I, stu- I stood back from it after a week of rehearsal thinking, am I being a little rough? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if you make the mistake in making me feel comfortable, you know. Sure, yeah. Well, that's what we found. The people who get to that level, the yeah. people almost always, the handlers will sort of try to run interference and it's tell you not to talk handlers. about things. It's always the handlers. You get to the actual person and you realize why they're the star they are. Yeah, you know? one of the things about booking the chat show myself is I've, I'm, and now we're 170 something guests into it four years. I've never dealt with an agent, manager, or publicist. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, well, only because when I've been faced with having to i just say all right pass yeah you know right you got cut right to the chase yeah uh speaking of the chat show in case you're just tuning in we're t- talking to kevin pollock uh one of the things that uh that we had talked about and steve had brought me up to speed on is uh something that you'll do with uh sam sam levine yeah uh who tweeted who tweeted is the game and uh we've come up with some tweets right. in case uh we'd, we'd like to try it out sure. on you if, if that's all right so it's a game you can play if you want to go to kevin com. we have a little game set up at the site you you yourself can play a version of who tweeted with sam levine hosting right there on the site how are your chops uh i don't know let's find out we're gonna find out all right, all right so here's what we've done we've taken tweets from uh four different uh accounts and uh we're gonna have kevin see if he can identify who the tweet is from so the candidates are here we have amanda bond Mm. Kendall Jenner. Mm, don't know who that is. She's uh, the youngest of the, the uh, Kardashian, of the Kardashian, Kardashian That would crew. be why I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, Justin Bieber. Sure. And the United States Department of Agriculture. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so Bieber is one of the three when we play yes. tweeted on the chat show. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I can't twerk in these jeans. <laughs> Do you know what twerking is? 
Uh, I think so. So I mean, dance I, girls I, do yeah. with a butt cheek slap together. Yeah, I can't twerk in these jeans. That's gotta be the what was the fourth one choice? Uh, the uh, United States Department of Agriculture. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With the, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the, uh, Jenner again. He got it right. Yeah! Kendall Jenner. <laughs> one point for Kevin Pollock. All right, how about this one? Did you just toss that carrot stick away? That's got to be Bynes. That is actually the United States Department of Agriculture. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> Sorry, that was the one truly obvious one. Of course. Right. It was produce involved. Here we go. Uh, I only smoke tobacco. I don't drink or do drugs. I've never had a bong in my life. I need to get another j- nose job after seeing my mug shot. Oh, well, that's Bynes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes. Amanda Bynes. Slam dunk. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. How about this one? I need Nicki Minaj's wig person stat. Mm, also binds because of the bald head. Very yeah. good. Yes. Very good, sir. Not bad at all. Uh, let's see. Wait, you think you're dealing with an amateur? <laughs> no, 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 no. You I came knew, up with the damn game. I knew you were formidable. Uh, here's another one. I love music, my fans, my family, my friends, and I love the Lord. Wow. Uh, babes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Damn good. Four points. Man. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with this one. Help me. What should I have for dinner? Hashtag indecisive. See, now, because you mentioned food, I'm tempted to say the administration. (laughs) But uh, there's no agriculture necessarily. Like the carrot stick you you put out in front of me last time. I'm going to go Bynes. No. Kendall Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. I knew it was one of the She's a big yeah. fan of meals. How about this one? Um, keeping bacteria at bay on your grilling day? <laughs> wow, that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's clearly all four of them. <laughs> what you've done there is you've tried to trick me. Yes. At one point, each of them tweeted that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's no incorrect answer, but I will go with the agricultural. The Department yes, of Agriculture. Right. Yeah. That's correct. Yes, yeah, very good. Sentence. That would have been a tough call, though. I agree. Yeah. And then finally, we'll do this last one. I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's easy. My mother? <laughs> uh, that's got to be the binds. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Nice job. Well played, sir. I love that. Uh, that that's a fun game. You could easily, yeah, like you said, you've got a version of that on. Uh, well, it was Com- created Com- by Com- our Com- head writer. Um, uh, Jamie, who also uh, created the Larry King game that I forced the guest to play at the end of the inter- interview. What's it's, the it's, it's, it's a very funny concept. Yeah, Larry King game. Each one is done at the end of the thing. It's improvised into camera. You're doing Larry King, uh, and you're impersonating him in one of those buffer moments where he decides to share something about himself <laughs> and then goes to the phone. And the the worse the impression, the better. Yeah. yeah. The, the three rules are, I want a bad Larry King impression. Yeah. A good one is never good enough. So a bad <laughs> one is always funny. Like that. So, and it takes all the pressure off having to try to do a good one. Right. So I really want a bad one. Okay. <laughs> and then the second thing is, you, as Larry, share something about him that no one wants to know. Okay. Uh, and then you go to the phones, and if the name of the city is funny-sounding, it's helpful. Okay. I'll give you the prototype if you want. Yes, right, please. Yeah, please. Thanksgiving. I like to teabag the gravy boats before the guests arrive. <laughs> Schenectady, hello. Schenectady. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Wow. That's classic Larry King. Oh, yeah. I love that.
So, anyways, so Jamie uh, created that game as well as who tweeted. Uh, you can check out old episodes at uh, youtube.com slash Kevin Pollock chat show. Or on Earwolf, uh, the number okay. one comedy podcast network. Cool. Uh, yeah, we just uh, started doing it with them. Awesome, Very man. cool. Well, enjoy your time in Philadelphia. I'm we, excited to be here. Very much so. Thanks for coming by here, Kevin. We Great to see it. you all again. You got a Kevin Pollock, everybody. Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Meet Krista, Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and take stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. It's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. It's brought to you by McGuff Bus Company. McGuff Bus Company is now hiring for experienced drivers. McGuff offers flexible schedules, industry top dollar pay, and more. Visit McGuffBus.com. We got this story after we got off the air yesterday. I wish we would have had it when Don Felder from the band The Eagles was here in our studio for a a great sit-down conversation that we have with him. Uh, But here's the story. A woman allegedly stabbed her roommate after he refused to stop listening to rock music on Monday night. 54-year-old Vernette Bader became angry with her roommate after he didn't want to stop listening to the Eagles and watching television with his brother. Stabbing because of the Eagles. I just don't get it. Bader explained to the 64-year-old man that she didn't want to listen to the band, and he told her to shut up. Jesus, man, could you change the channel? You man, feel like my music? Get your own cat. I had a really rough... I flew up to the side and kicked your ass out. Man, come on. I had a rough night, and I hate the f***ing Eagles, man. <laughs> was that her? It was, like, yeah. right out of that. By the way, that's what she would sound like if you've seen the picture. Oh, yeah, she she's is a, a looker. She's a chow hound. Oh. Police said that she grabbed a serrated knife from a kitchen drawer and swung it at her roommate. Did you say chow hound? <laughs> yeah. That's what she is. The two men wrestled the knife away from Bader, but that didn't stop her from going back into the kitchen and grabbing another knife. Wow, man. She admitted she stabbed her roommate. I put a hat on my ass and walked backwards. This <laughs> 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 is really bad. Yeah. What kind of voice do you think would come out of that, You said to the Eagles. Don't forget to pick up some teapots. Oh, God. Ew. She admitted she stabbed her roommate to the police, but claims that she did so out of self-defense because he was choking her. But investigators did not see any marks or injuries on her neck. Maybe they should have checked her waist. He probably thought he was choking her by grabbing there. What do I choke? Uh, Bader was uh, charged with criminal domestic violence of a high and aggravated nature and is being held in county jail pending upon hearing. (laughs) Uh, In 1976, two students died while exploring the Blue Hole. 
An underwater cave connected to a deep lake in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. I've heard, heard of yeah. this. Yeah, shortly thereafter, police divers collected the students' bodies and made a rough, incomplete sketch of the first part of the cave. After that, the entrance to the cave was covered with a grate to prevent anybody else from getting in. And since then, nobody has entered it until now. This past Friday, the grate that sealed off the, the cave was to be open to a special team of divers from the ADM Exploration Foundation to explore divers, divers, divers. what lies beyond. Uh, divers from the group, which has explored thousands of caves in the Americas, will produce a detailed map of the Blue Hole Cavern, as well as take video of the exploration to make it into a documentary. I have not seen a follow-up of this yet. Uh, you know, when I look at this thing, I, it just it creeps me out oh, yeah. because it, it's claimed a number of lives. Yeah, divers made measurements in the 70s, suggesting that the cavern is about 225 feet deep. It's not known how far back it goes or if it gets deeper. Wagers... Uh, they, they said that uh, they wager it's uh, connected to other caves in the area, uh, which is known for having several deep lakes consisting of flooded caverns and artesian wells in which pressurized water seeps up from below. So it'll be interesting to see what they yeah, find. Yeah, what they find. Yeah. A woman in northern Cal, or I'm sorry, not California, northern China has Same thing. had to receive hospital treatment after she says a snake preserved in rice wine jumped out of the bottle and bit her hand. <laughs> wow. The surprise attack happened when the woman went to top off the bottle with more wine. Remarkably, the snake, (laughs) which had been pickling for three months, was still alive. Uh, The woman named Lou, who was... uh, The name is Lou. ...who received treatment at a local hospital for inflammation, had bought the snake wine to try and cure her rheumatism. Uh, It's a widely held belief in China that such wine boasts medicinal properties. And it's not the first incident of a pickled snake seemingly coming back to life. I have to imagine it happens all the time. One Mr. Zhang was bitten by a snake in 2009 that had been preserved in a bottle of rice wine for two months. And in 2001, a villager died after being bitten by uh, a pickled snake as well. So they're all the rage in China, those pickled snakes. Oh, God. Delish. Uh, Let's see. And we have time for one more quick story. A passerby... Lured a runaway lion into his car (laughs) and then called police for help. Hey, I lost my puppy. The lion was roaming an upmarket suburb in Kuwait. The lion, which uh, police say was a young adult, uh, glared out the back window at police. Police are seeking the owner of the lion who has (laughs) illegally raised it as a pet. And nobody was hurt or anything like it's that. It's amazing. They just saw a lion and invited it into his car. Can we keep him? Which is insane. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. So we'll be back in a moment. Hang on. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. The National Enquirer is reporting that Home Alone star Macaulay Calkin has a nasty half smoking about 60 cigarettes a day. Whoa, that's three packs, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh. we knew he was a chain smoker, but that's heavy duty. A source has told the tabloid... Home Alone smoking is the new movie. Uh, ...that he's put his nicotine addiction into overdrive. Almost every time I see him, he has a cigarette dangling from his lips. Now, is that good for you? And is puffing furiously. Maybe it's a workout Yeah, program. maybe it's a total workout. Uh, Feel he, the burn. He's coughing a lot, his teeth are yellowing, and his friends and family are worried he's killing himself. So, uh, next time you see him, I'm home alone. He might be uh, smoking, you never know. Yeah, I'm home alone. (laughs) 
no. No, he's got one of those. Yeah, the wet bandits are in the house. The wet bandits are in the house. I'll throw my tarantula on one of them. I'll throw my tarantula on them. Are we having fun yet? That is awful. No, it's great. (laughs) So wrong. Yeah, I'm going to foil your rubbering. Oh, oh my, my God. God! It would be uh, it would be scary if that happened. It wouldn't be as touching. Let's put it that way. Oh my God! <laughs> I hit you in the face with a paint can. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, so anyway, listen, hey, he should stop smoking yeah. if he wants to avoid a, a scenario like that. You don't want that. We did that for your own good. The more you know, right? Right. Wait, I got the music. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I think you may have caused some car accidents there you now, go. Steve, by doing that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get any better than that. No, today. no. We can just, just go home. Go home. Yeah. Go wow. yeah. yeah. There's your Daily Rush clip. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> yeah, you can't move on from that. Here, somebody just spit Red Bull out of their nose. <laughs> just texted over. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here for you? Nothing. People are already requesting that for the Daily Rush. Okay. <laughs> Somebody says you're their effing hero. Steve. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Home Alone 2 coming out soon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, there is a uh, film coming out. It is called... Now you see me. There's some big names in this movie. Oh, huge names. And the trailer looks very, very cool. Uh, and we'll, we'll uh, get the uh, synopsis of the movie and all that stuff. But one of the big names is here in our studio. And you've seen him in The Social Network and Zombieland and a bunch of other stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Eisenberg yeah. is here. Hello. Hello. Morning, Jesse. How are you, man? Oh, great. How are you? Doing very well. So, yeah, I, I'm digging, number one, the concept of this movie. And then, number two, seeing the... Uh, the trailer, it looks huge. It looks really, really awesome. I mean, this is about Vegas uh, um, magicians, a yeah. group of them together. Yeah. And I, I can't quite tell if you're really pulling off these robberies or, or what's going on. How would you describe the plot of the movie? Yeah, these, like, four of the best magicians in the world are brought together to, like, uh, pull off these bank heists with their magic. And it's it actually is – not only is it, like, real in the movie, but it's actually – possible to do so, I, I love really? I love that I was wondering if that was the case I would assume it was what was well researched but yeah and it, so they're, they're sort of high-tech um, uh, Robin Hoods yeah exactly with, uh, with a bit of uh, you know magic involved but uh, what, what it seems to me is and this is a, an interesting character for you because you always play sort of a um an everyman, like a regular guy who's, mm. you know, uh, who's um, very organic. This is a guy who's very much playing a character all the time. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, he's a like, showman. Yeah, he's like the best magician in the world. Right. He's like, um, has the, kind of the attitude of somebody who uh, feels like he's the best at something. And relishes pulling uh, the wool over everyone's eyes. And, and in fact, it, it, at least it appears to be the case, these robberies will occur with 
forewarning and, and in front of people and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and the people being robbed will be right there witnessing it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, these they pull off these, like, bank heists with their magic. They steal money from, like, uh, corrupt business leaders and right. distribute the money back to people who have been stolen from. And then uh, Morgan Freeman plays this, like, magic debunker who reveals to the FBI how he did these tricks. So, like an Amazing Randy type? <laughs> oh, is that what he does? Yeah, well, Amazing Randy does all that de- debunking. Yeah, same oh, sort of stuff. sounds yeah. like a not Amazing Randy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like just a regular Randy. Yeah, regular Randy. <laughs> yeah. Average Randy. You should yeah. call him the regular Randy. Yeah, yeah. better for, like, alliteration. Anyway. Um, yeah, so then, like, the audience watching the movie gets to, like, figure out how we did this because they explain, you know, they explain how we did these tricks. I, I, I love that that concept. Uh, you have a number of heavyweights, as we were saying before, with uh, Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher, yeah. yeah. Mark uh, Ruffalo. Your personal favorite Isla Fisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> love her. <laughs> it, is there kind of a, a Robin Hood uh, type of thing to it as well? From watching this, it seems like uh, the audience also gets to partake in the riches, like the the money. You guys don't keep it; it's 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 thrown out to them. Yeah, exactly. So, like people who have been stolen from, we like. Uh, we get them to come to our show. They think they're just selected randomly to come to a magic show, That's but actually great. we reveal to them like they were all stolen from by these like kind of corrupt insurance companies, and we give the money back to them. But there's wow. a, there's a level to it too that well, you, okay, you're doing this and you're being um, very. Um uh, cool with that and, and these Robin Hood type characters. It's also, there's a part of it that's just, you want to screw around, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my character loves like magic. He actually doesn't care too much about the ethical implications of what they're doing. He kind of just loves magic and... Um, Wants to prove he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so in preparation for this, I'm sure you had to get into the world of, of uh, show magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the the from the scenes that I've seen, there's a lot of really big uh, illusions that take place. Mm-hmm. Were you, uh, did you have to sign any agreements that you wouldn't share any? No, listen, I signed nothing, so anything you want to know. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, here no, it is. Okay. But well, are you now privy to some of the secrets of magic and yeah, uh, that actually, you weren't before? Yeah, I think like there's like there's like a few basic principles of magic, and once you know them, you can kind of figure out how most things are done. Do you know what's funny is that, is that people, I remember they, for a while they had the masked magician. Remember, he was revealing all of the, the yeah. illusions. Uh, 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 that, the as, for the, for the, mm-hmm. I guess for that audience that actually believed that these people were Merlin and were conjuring things, I found it fascinating <laughs> to find out how they were done. It was never, to me, a, a betrayal, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, and, and that's the big thing. These, no matter how large these tricks get, there's still riffs on on basic principles of magic, yeah, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, um, the cast like of the movie went to see like David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he gave us like front row tickets to his show because we just did a movie about magic, and we had we were just like really obnoxious trying to like <laughs> trying to figure out, out how he was doing everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right, so you do this one thing in the trailer where yeah. you hold up the the card like this, and then you you know you go like this, and, yeah. and the card changes. Can Your description's you really, really good for radio. Hold the card like this, and then you do this. That's amazing. Yeah. It's sort of like this. Yeah. Did you did you pick up because there's... well, can you do that? I, the, the, yes, the tri- I could do it on the radio. Sure. Well, we have video here. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah we do have camera. video. Why do you have video here on the radio? How is that working? <laughs> Who watches We're, this? We are a multimedia juggernaut. Here. Oh really? Yeah. We're even in Braille. So it's great. We got it covered. Yeah. You guys are like the Ted Turner of Philadelphia. <laughs> That's yes. right. Yes. That's uh, did you have to learn because there are certain um, you know uh, exercises with the rolling of the coin and stuff like that for yeah for these things. 
Yes, I have like decent hands, but there are people with better hands. And um, so, like in the movie, I'm stunt doing hands. some amazing stuff, and they did bring in stunt hands. <laughs> stunt hands. Yeah, these guys are incredible. You should look them up. You probably own the internet as well. So there's um, these <laughs> uh, ki- these guys named Dan and Dave Buck. Called they're all like they're these twin brothers called the Buck Brothers. These guys are like the best card guys in the world. And so they would film their hands and then you know put them on my body. Yeah, well, oh, that, okay. that's yeah, yeah. that's and there is another trick. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a movie trick though. Um, with with the uh, a movie of this scale and obviously. So you are there are many scenes in which you're in front of a large a large audience mm-hmm. uh, was was that um was that weird to adjust to? Because a lot of your movies are on a more... Um, yeah, more intimate per- Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I do plays Did in you? New York, and like it freaks me out to do a play, but I don't know why. It was just fun to do this. I don't know why, because we were, I don't know, playing really confident people, and sometimes when you're playing a confident character, it makes you force yourself to be confident. Is that fun, is that fun to, just, to just... Because I guess you have no... You, the sky's the limit. You have nothing to answer to in the character. You can decide how this person's going to be. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because you're playing it, you could decide what he does, and yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. That's and, cool. And uh, Woody Harrelson is in the movie, too, and the two of us, like, mm, kind of like improvisation. And so we were performing together as these magicians on stage, and it was just, yeah, a lot of fun. You guys have a great energy, and as oh, in thanks. Zombieland. Uh, he, is, he, to me, seems like a fascinating guy. He's oh, just, he is, yeah. He, he walks the walk on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are, are, have you guys struck up a good friendship? Yeah, we're friends. He's a really interesting guy, as you could imagine, and he works so hard, even though he plays like a lot of characters that are like so casual, and that's his kind of like iconic persona as like this laid-back guy, but he's like the hardest-working guy you'll ever meet. Right. I, yeah. I've read that he struck up a pretty good friendship with Paul McCartney. Yeah, they're friends. Did you I've never try to glom onto that at all? I was not invited to the house when he wow, went. Wow, yeah, wow. I was uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> you were uninvited? Well, I remember like we were working on a movie and he was going to Paul McCartney's house and I was kind of like trying to insert myself in the night. And then um, <laughs> and then he said he was busy. So, yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you could hear Blackbird in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I, had a, I have a tattoo of it on my chest. <laughs> yeah. All the lyrics. Did you strike up a friendship with uh, Justin Timberlake after Social Network? Yeah, I mean, he is like a very busy person, I realized. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, we're never in the same place. Or maybe if we are, he's like in a better version of it. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's in the VIP section. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse, did I read that you're a drummer? Oh, you may have read that. It's not totally true. It's I played the totally drums true. when I was younger, and maybe I think somebody put it on the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you bailed on that at some point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I realized it's really loud, and my mother started yelling at me, and I stopped oh. playing. But yeah. your mother's a performer, right? She's a... Um... My mom was like a birthday party clown. A birthday yeah. party? But, but a, like a folk singer type? Oh, yeah. She was like kind of came out of the hippie movement, so she okay. was playing like Laura Nero for children. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And she, Okay, so she's a birthday party clown. Was she doing that while you were uh, growing up? Did you help her? Were you, were you a clown as yeah. well? Um, I was not officially a clown but um yeah i would help her she would like you know tune her guitar every morning and i would sit at the piano playing the notes so she could tune her guitar yeah it was sweet she was like a really like good performer actually it was fun to grow up with somebody who's like comfortable with themselves and not like an uptight mother and your sister is the um the, the pepsi girl she was like yeah like 10 years ago yeah yeah you remember that yeah i do remember wait a minute you remember that the the little girl who Haley uh, Eisenberg. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, yeah. That's nor cool. should you know that. Yeah, it's like a very <laughs> obscure fact in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, she was. Uh, she she you, was big. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing her. Yeah, yeah. That's true. She. It was. There were a lot of ads. Yeah, she's adorable. She goes to. I mean college now she's like okay. oh man yeah. is, it seems like it was yesterday she was doing those things i know it is, is very strange is acting something that she has uh moved on from or would she yeah, still like she's to studying that? like justice she's gonna you know get 
children out of jail. She didn't get into the soft drink world. It wasn't her. <laughs> no, no. I think she occasionally will drink one, but no, she's, she's not <laughs> she, running the company. She wasn't inspired by that. <laughs> yeah, I no, got no. You. Uh, what, What's next up on the roster uh, for you after this? Because, you know, obviously you, you're, you're working a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. I just finished a play in New York. We're kind of like gearing up to do it again in a bigger theater. Do you like doing I mean, obviously, being on the stage, so many actors say that's where you really feel... The the craft. Yeah, it's a totally different experience. You know, when you do a movie, you shoot it over the course of like four months out of order. So you'll start the first day, you'll be shooting like the end of the movie. And it's really bizarre and jarring because you you don't have like the character. You don't have the feeling of what the character is going through. But on a play, you do the whole show in order every night. It's like a it's a, it's a better experience. With that and the filming schedule and the, and the way that it that it does lay out there, because like you said, they don't do it in chronological order. They do it in what what spaces are available and so mm-hmm. forth and what production teams are available. Exactly. When it's done, when you're finished. Uh, and, you, and you finally put your, your part of the job to bed, and then you wait X amount of months before you're able to see it again. Mm-hmm. When you do, uh, or I guess it's different per film, but when mm-hmm. you see it, uh, are you sometimes surprised about uh, what was edited, what was left in, what was not, how it turned out? Yeah, exactly. I don't watch the movies I've been in for that reason. It's like You really don't? No, it's like the most disappointing experience. Even if the movie <laughs> yeah. is great and I've gotten to be in like great movies, um, it's always just not how you remember it or not what you were trying to do because it's been edited. So- so much. You haven't seen how awesome Zombieland is? I saw a little bit of it, and that was kind of more fun to see because the movie was like a video game or yeah. something. I think this movie is kind of like that too, but it, I don't know. It's just too disconcerting to see the side of my face. Well, <laughs> well your director, um, was it Louis Louis Latier? Yeah, he did the, the Transport movies. He did the, the Incredible Hulk and Clash of the Titans. So he's used to big, big stuff. Yeah. Uh, are you dealing with CGI or any type of effects in this? Is, you know that you had to. There's a lot of computer stuff in this movie, but actually, all like the magic that we do is almost all live. Like, wow. He wanted the magic to look as real as possible, so without the kind of aid of computers. That's, that, that, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, you uh, have to ask about Mark Zuckerberg, and our, I know he came out when uh, on SNL. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you guys, uh, do you share a lot of stock, uh, Facebook stock? <laughs> um, I, no, I wish we shared that. Unfortunately, all we share is uh, two minutes of NBC screen time. When and that was it. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish he was a little more generous with the, uh, with the other stuff. Red bastard. He's got <laughs> yeah. all that money. Well, no. It's interesting because you talk about performing live, and, and I've seen interviews and saw him when he did the SNL spot with you. He always seems really nervous, you know, and, and you oh, really? can you command the stage. You do plays. You do, mm-hmm. you know, performance in this movie in front of uh, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He just seemed, like, for as powerful and as influential as that mm-hmm. guy is, he doesn't seem very comfortable in front of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think it's a strange skill set. I was, like, on a show last night, a talk show that Barbara Walters was on, and she was saying that she is so nervous in her personal life, but when she's, like, sitting across from, like, a world leader and is asking them if they've killed people, she said she, for some reason she just feels comfortable. That's oh. when it kicks in. Yeah, yeah. some people it, just feel comfortable performing and less comfortable living. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. People come alive on the on the stage. Yeah. There, there were people like uh, the classic story was with Judy Garland. You know, had to be hypnotized before she'd go out on really? stage, and then oh then she'd be in this. I mean, that that's just wow. a complete dichotomy. You know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, when you're doing the play, can you do anything else, or does that like consume all of your time? Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like you perform only two hours a day, but you spend your whole day just preparing for it. Like I was in it and the other actress was uh vanessa redgrave and she's like you know an older actress the greatest actress oh. of all time you think she wouldn't need to go to the theater every day at three o'clock for an eight o'clock show but both of us would get there at three o'clock start panicking for five hours and then do the show <laughs> is it eight shows a week yeah wow and you yeah. and you know and that's it's significantly fewer people that are going to see a film is it mainly mm-hmm. the rewarding uh um aspect of of, of being in front of a, a live audience and getting that immediate feedback yeah that keeps I, you coming back and i write the plays so it's like a way for me to like uh you know express my thoughts about the world 
Um, oh, actually, there's, there's a play coming here called Venus and Fur. I don't know if you heard of it. It sounds familiar. Yeah, my yeah. director actually directed it. I think it's coming here next week. It's a really great play. I'm okay. on the radio now. So, yeah. <laughs> Get the word yeah, out. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. How about and directing? Also, Subway sandwiches. Everybody has Subway sandwiches. <laughs> Delicious. They do have the $5 one foot of a sandwich. It's Amazing. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah. wow. You've got this business thing down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Comes with a free 90 ounce Pepsi. Oh <laughs> Can't drink that in Manhattan. A souvenir cup. Yeah. Yep. You uh, can wear it as a hat if you want. To when you're done, <laughs> <laughs> you're from New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Have you uh, have you visited any of the shore points uh, since the the storm last year or anything? No, I was actually away when that happened. But yeah. my oh, my dad like fixed up houses in South Jersey on the shore, and they were like washed away. There was like a refrigerator that went through the kitchen of the house. Well, really, it's awful. Yeah, were, mean, you, were you a going to the shore kind of? Kid growing up, or no? I was a staying indoors kind of kid. But, um, <laughs> I'm aware that the shore was there and that I had access to it, but I, never <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see you hanging tan on a surfboard. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. I don't tan. I stroke. Yeah. <laughs> staying inside kind of kid. Were you? Uh, were you a bit of a loner growing up? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even have like an inner child to hang out with. Wow, that's really sad. you couldn't even work that up. Yeah, wow. No, no, no. <laughs> well, now life has certainly turned around. It's yeah. okay. Very good. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, now you see me is coming out uh, May thirty first, and uh, like I said, there's a, a, a an amazing cast that's, yeah. that's in this, and uh, and I would ask you how it is, best Jesse, but you haven't seen the movie, so <laughs> I've heard it's great. Uh, is it, you've heard it's great. Well, heard, it looks damn good. I've heard I'll tell women you that. love it. That's yeah. they, but that's what they're telling me. Women love it. Women love this yeah. movie. I say, well, that's half the population. <laughs> right, the right. Yeah. No, it, it looks pretty intriguing. I like the concept, and it looks big and uh, and fun, and a kind of how they do that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I love. It, it, it uh, you know, when you have to do a little figuring out, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. heist movies are just great if yep. they're executed properly. The movie makes you feel like really smart for the whole thing, and then at the end, when you realize what was happening, really, really stupid. Good. Okay, yeah. that's, that's the like object. That. Yeah. I do like that. Awesome. Well, good luck with everything, Jesse. And thanks, thanks for, for having me here, Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. on the show. All right, we got to take a break. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they rally together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Should I play this clip first, Casey, do you yeah, think? Sure, or yeah, sure, yeah. A little, little, little teaser. A little bit of music from uh, Drunk Texts to Myself, which is his CD. Let's let's play a little. What's this song called? This song is called uh, God Hates the Tips. Okay, here we go. God hates the tips, a little baby's <laughs> So if your kid's a male, even though he'll scream and yell, you gotta cut it off or the little souls will burn in Saying they didn't see the connection 
ocean, but he said, I'm God, so none of this needs to make sense. He told us, go and cut it with the scaffold, go and cut it with the scissors, or go and perform a matizza, a Nod to the circumcision. Trevor Moore is here. The whitest kid you know. How you doing, Trevor? Good. Thanks Excellent. for having me. You got him, man. Thanks for coming in. Last time we had you do was for uh, Miss March. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. You've been busy, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the ramifications of circumcision. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Hey, by the way, Trevor is... Uh, Partially homeless this morning. I am. Uh, yes. It's snowing here. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Trevor uh, came in. You, I guess you took a red eye in, Casey was saying. Yeah. And uh, so you can't check in your hotel till about 4 o'clock today. 4 p.m. So yeah. Really? really? That yeah. Nowhere to go. So I'm going to... You guys have any cool malls? Yeah. 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 You know, we have a meeting after the show today, and they got lunch. They're going to be serving. Oh, so that's awesome. I think they're going to get, like, pizza no. and stuff. That's I like, cool. I like the mall idea because sometimes they have, like, a little uh, shiatsu chair. You could just go sit in that for a uh, few it, hours. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Just... I have a lot of luggage with you me. You know what? Okay. Um, in New York, uh, I walked past this. They, they have... This place that people can just go to, it's just, I mean, it's literally, it's got nothing except for tables and chairs, and it looks like it's a storefront, but you don't have to buy anything. It has anything. a lot of books in it, right? No, no. It, it just has <laughs> tables and chairs. That's all it has. And really? it's just a place for people to go. It's probably an internet cafe or something. No, Kathy. It's just got <laughs> tables and chairs. Wait, what the hell are you talking about? I, What's I, it called? I, it, I don't know. You know what? Um, like Tables and chairs. Personal lounge or something Hang like on, that. Trevor, you've, you lived in New York. Yeah. You ever heard of anything like Barnes that? Barnes & I'm telling you, it just just has tables and chairs. What is it, in Manhattan? Yeah. For non-readers. Yeah. People who want the library experience without books. That's that's, uh, that's what it pertains to. And and then just random street corners have giant canisters of, like, nitrogen or something just sitting there. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about either. I lived there 10 years. I have no idea what it is. It it always looks like something has gone horribly wrong. (laughs) Right. And there's always steam coming out of everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Everything's ready to explode. I'm sure in your 10 years you've seen the – I've seen them. The the, the manhole covers explode. Yep. That's a a thrill. Yep. But but, but you're right. I mean, on every corner there's a giant canister that says nitrogen, like, warning. Yeah. And I'm like, why is that sitting there for what? a car to just crash into? Yeah. What takes nitrogen <laughs> that, to run a city? Yeah, but maybe if you need to freeze dry the population. Yeah. Wait, here it says apparently we, somebody just pulled up something randomly off the Internet. Apparently Verizon uses the tanks to pump nitrogen gas into the phone lines to keep them dry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't buy that. Yeah, right. I find that alarming. <laughs> so you, you, now, where do you, where do you call home now? You're L.A., right? I live in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've been doing stuff with, uh, I've, in addition to, obviously, the, the, the new CD and, and uh, the Whitest Kids, you do stuff with Leno. We were talking about mm-hmm. the, um, the whole thing just kind of blew up last night. There had been rumors about Jimmy Fallon moving into Leno's spot and I guess him departing the network. There's been a lot of battling back and forth. Um, you've done some stuff with him. I'm, I'm sh- are you privy yeah. to any of this? Or? I, I, I don't know anything about what's going on. I mean, yeah. I, I come in like once a month and I do like one bit a month. The segments there. are funny, by thanks, the way. Yeah, I, I caught the last one. He, he, that's one thing Leno does, you know, he, he does kind of bring in talent and try to cycle people through and give them an opportunity. Has, has he been cool with you and everything? Yeah, he's been super nice. Yeah. You know, he's a super nice guy. And yeah, they do like a wide variety of stuff there. But yeah, I I, I read it yesterday on the paper, on, on the Drudge Report, just like everybody else. <laughs> right, right. Was, uh, yeah, I have no idea what's going on over have, there. Have you ever done uh, the, the Fallon show? Or No, no, yeah. I, I've never, I've never done that. Yeah. It just, it just seems wild that they're, um, that they're, they're shifting that out because we were talking in commercial break that that's, 
he's going to bring the show back to New York. That'll leave. Yeah, and they're talking about actually. Uh, I, I read somewhere that they're talking about going back to ninety minutes too. Ninety minutes. Yeah, because Carson, uh, Carson used to do, do ninety, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah, he used to do. In fact, he used to do five nights a week. Then they dropped back to mm-hmm. an hour. Then. He didn't do Fridays, and then there would be like two or three days of vacation, and uh, <laughs> yeah. after a while, it was you'd be lucky to catch Carson on the show. So, yeah. uh, but well, that's uh, it's 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 a wild thing to see the uh, the shift take place. I guess they're going for a younger. They think they're going for a younger demo. I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's wild stuff. Did mm-hmm. you, also for uh, when you were in New York? Did you uh, did you do a year on SNL? Or were you working with no, SNL? No, I never. I, I never did SNL. I actually in college I was Lorne Michaels' intern. Really? For a year. Awesome. Yeah, my last year of college, I was his intern for a year. What was that like? It was... Uh, we hear he's we hear he's obviously a genius, but that he's quirky. I worked there for a year, and I spoke with him twice. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> no, and you were yeah. his intern? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? what? But my job was basically... Well, when I uh, my, I got there, they were... They were uh, I was going to do one semester, and the people uh, who, you know... Handled the interns. Where they said, uh, "Keep your head down. Uh, don't let anyone know that you do comedy, and uh, mm. just try to stay out of the way." Wow. And I was like, "Okay, I can do that." And so I did that. And then uh, by the end of my first semester, they were like, "You were like the best intern we've ever had. Would you like to do another semester?" And really? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so you just you just you basically blended into everything. Yeah, I wore camouflage suits, and I just like. Just... And what what were your conversations with him? Uh, the two. Hi. Yeah, really? basically. Oh. It was very, I, I never said anything. Yeah, it was, uh, my job was uh, to make popcorn in the morning <laughs> and to arrange stuff on his desk the right way. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, okay. so did, did it, did this internship help you? Did it guide you? Did it, did it yeah, do it, some good? Well, it got me into the page program, okay. um, right. which is like the NBC page program. Like and that, that job was the Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really? Yeah. I, I'm great at making popcorn. <laughs> um, yeah. The page, the page job was the, was at least for, for many years used to be one of the coveted on, you know, entree positions into, uh, into NBC. And, yeah. and uh, well, I mean, it's, yeah, they get like 50,000, I think 50,000 applications a year and it oh, only geez. takes 50 people a year. Wow. So it's like, really, it's like this, all the smartest kids from around the country, but I just got in because I was Lauren Michaels intern. So it was all these really smart kids. And then me, like I'm horrible in interviews. I would have never made it in, but I had a letter from like Lauren Michaels, like, I hey, let this kid in. That's you know, cool. So. Do the pages still well, they don't do the the tours anymore, do they? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they do. Yeah, I did tours for about a year after that. Like, so you had to do the showing them the old studios yeah. and the old uh, Tonight Show. Yeah, this is you know Tom Brokaw's desk. This is you know cool Sarant Live. Were you good at it or, or? no? I was bad. <laughs> I, I, did you make anything up? I, I made everything up. Good. I just lied. I would I would go and and uh, show them the Studio Eight H is where they did Sarant Live, and I'd yeah. be like, they filmed. This is a very historic studio. They did used to do symphonies in here. This is actually where uh, they filmed the moon landing um, I was like because the footage wasn't good so they had to fake it and they oh, shot it in here and I just say it and nobody questioned it Everybody, every, I, oh, I did man. it every tour so. I, love that. I guarantee you some of the people you're leading through firmly believe that yeah, yeah I told you <laughs> how are we going to get to another planet wow that's that's, that's wild yeah. um, obviously the whitest kids a uh, huge following uh, and, um, I know Zach um is that is his show still on the the, the sitcom? The, I uh, don't know. I think it's it's uh it's guys like, with kids. Yeah, there. I think he'll find out. You know, I guess in the next month, whether right. or not uh, they do another season or not. Steve, can you play a couple of the clips that you play on our show from the Whitest Kids? Because some of them, it's my, one of my absolute favorite uh, uh, clips. It's it's from the um, the uh, uh, Lincoln the assassination of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, now you f-ed up, you fat ass piece of. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
What? <laughs> it's... Well, you have so many. Yeah. One that I love as well is the guys who are talking to each other, as, and while they're talking to each other, are pissing all over each other. But the <laughs> uh, the the uh, the fact that Lincoln is heckling, and, and you're a disgruntled audience member, like, but to do something about yeah. this, John Wilkes Booth, John Wilkes Booth, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. So you can understand it. Uh, your your sense of humor is always, and all you guys obviously are, are kindred spirits. But you had your own public access show, um, yeah, uh, uh, and the Trevor Moore show that was. Yeah. Taken off because it was too controversial. Well, yeah, I did a well. No, I did a public access show in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it got like popular with the UVA crowd. Okay, and then um, like it was huge for them, right? Yeah, and, and then there was this. Remember Pax Television? Yes, it was like a religious kind of family. Yeah. Network. So a guy who owned a bunch of those stations uh, was like, "Well, I'll buy, I'll buy this show." So basically, when I was like eighteen, some business guy bought my public access show kind of like wayne's world okay so i was like cool so i got to do it for a year but he was putting them on these christian (laughs) family things and i wasn't making christian family like entertainment so they i got canceled pretty quick and and did they were they showing it like on saturday mornings i heard as well accidentally they were just air it wherever there was like a gap in the schedule so (laughs) and not appropriate for saturday morning no 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 (laughs) on a religious channel yeah Wait, go ahead. I, have, I have a lot of texts uh, coming on things that I just can't say on the air. Uh, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> referencing you, one one of them has to do with a horse's uh, um, unit. Dot oh, MPEG or oh yeah, that's like from that. the movie. Okay, that was the name of the rapper. Oh, uh, we had a rap a rapper uh, in the, in our in the Miss March movie. Whose it was name, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whose name was Horse D. Dot yeah. MPEG. That was his name. Yeah. And then he had a hit his... song called S My D While I F That A, <laughs> which is impossible. Yeah. This is the right. one who's. This is the one who's. who's... And, Girlfriend bounces out the window. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, like, we wrote that song, and I was like, and all the lyrics are, S my D while I F that A. Yeah. S my D. And it's just repeated ad nauseum through the whole thing. But I still have, like, a like a songwriter uh, credit for that. And every now and then you get royalty checks for, are you like, kidding? S my D while I F that A. Because it's on soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man must be so proud. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Uh, jokingly, I mentioned mom and dad. Are your, are your parents uh, big fans of, no. of your work? No. no. Really? No. They were Christian rockers, yeah, my, right? my parents were Christian folk singers. Whoa. So they had like the number two Christian song in the country in like the 80s. What and, was it? And uh, it was called Love Song for Number Two. Okay. For, and, for, for uh, poop? That up. No, what? For poop? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very Christian. That's not Christian at all. You know, Love I grew up hearing that song. I never, ever made that joke. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> It's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> All right, so are, are are they on good terms with you? Yeah, I mean... no, they like me. They just don't like what I do. Okay. Like, uh, <laughs> I I did a song about the Pope um, yeah. that uh, just came out, like, it, it came out, like, three days after the Pope, like, quit his job, too, uh, which was, <laughs> like, weird timing. Yeah. Uh, but um, I showed, they wanted to hear some of my album over Christmas, so I was like, well, I have this music video I could show you, and I showed them the music video for that, and it ruined Christmas. Oh, <laughs> Why would they? Why would they even ask? Why don't, don't they know. adopt a "Don't Ask, Don't Tell"? I don't know. I think yeah. they hope that it, uh, all of a sudden I'll change. You're change? Just, yeah. That I don't you're know. suddenly going to be Amy Grant? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, so does that? Do you have siblings? I do. I have one sister. Yeah. And anybody going more along the the religious? Do they like them better? Track? No, or? she like went and joined like a Buddhist commune. Like, oh. you know, so it's all yeah. Thanksgiving's awesome. <laughs> 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 what, what, what you can always put on. Uh, 
<laughs> suck my yeah yeah <laughs> suck my d while i have fat a oh man <laughs> well i mean i'm happy you're you're successful and everything but your parents must be cool. <laughs> it's, it's, well, they must be prematurely gray i would assume yeah. right? well it's probably like when we started uh like when they started the show started coming out and then p- uh, kids would take the shows and put them up on youtube um, and sometimes, like, videos would get, like, you know, a lot of traction and be like, oh, great, that video went up to, like, a million views in, like, a couple of days and stuff. And then my dad would see him and then he'd flag him on YouTube to try to get him taken down. Oh, really? And then he'd call me and be like, hey, I flagged your video. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> I guess. Thanks so, for working against me. How's mom? How How is that whole aspect? Because you guys, the the whole viral thing helped build. Yeah, you know your your career in in a way that oh. stuff got was getting floated around immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we started doing, um, we started putting videos up on our website like around the time that YouTube started. Yeah. So people just started taking our videos and putting them up on YouTube, and we never we never had a YouTube channel. Like, um, so it was just all like kids sending our videos around. That's that wild. got them popular yeah. early, early on. Yeah. What, what, uh, with the, with the album, with the, with the, uh, album CD, whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, what made you decide to, uh, to, to put this together? Was you just had these things laying around or did you, it was, was a concerted effort. I, I need to get in touch with this part of my <laughs> artistic muse. Uh, well, I mean, I always, I, I always like doing like musical comedy. Like yeah. that's always some of my favorite stuff to do in Whitest Kids. Like I would put out like two music videos in every season. Right. And then, um, so I just kind of wanted to try doing a complete album okay. uh, and kind of span all genres. Like you know, go from country to dubstep to like metal to like pop. And so I went to Comedy Central and pitched it to them, and they were and like, they, they dug it. Yeah, they're like, are, Let's do it. are they easier to work with these days the because the, um, we've always heard um, like there's some horror stories of, of like people who worked with them and they they want mm-hmm. like j- just dominating ownership and all that stuff of things and, and 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 now it seems to be that they're attracting higher level people to work with them yeah uh, the rec- on the record label side yeah 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 um i don't i, I found them incredibly easy i yeah. mean i just told them what the thing that i wanted to do and they were like sure go do it and you know i st- turned it in they were like that's great and they've been promoting it so i mean i they you know, they're doing the deal. Yeah, they were pretty. I have no complaints about them. It's it's funny going back to like the viral nature of things because I really started catching whitest kids you know stuff mostly because of Steve and then viral videos that came along. I, I would catch it on TV rarely, you know, mm-hmm. but I would catch it at, because somebody would send me a YouTube link. But I often feel like I miss out on on cultish type stuff. Like I haven't seen Miss March, and I feel like. There's a part of me that's missing because I like I love bonding. <laughs> well, now that you've heard the song, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, because there's that's comedy that's right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. But but I just hadn't gotten around to seeing it yet, you know. And then when I was in college, we'd sit around and watch Billy Madison over and over again, and Tommy yeah. Boy over and over again, you know. So like, I always feel like, man, there's just a part. Of, I'm getting old and I'm missing stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we were pretty deep cable. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah, we were way yeah, out there. Yeah, what channel was it? I uh, well, we started out on Fuse, right? And Fuse, then we yeah. went over to IFC. Okay, yeah, but and they, the, IFC promoted it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. They both uh, did, but it's still it's 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 up there on the channels. Does it still resurface? Does it still come on on regular TV? Yeah, they still air it. You know, it's they they plug you know their uh, schedule with it. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to hear uh, Trevor's mom and dad song? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. song for number two. Oh, you have it? Here yeah. we go.
you sing no it? No bleeps. You don't have to do any bleeps. Uh, in a way, wow. isn't it basically their version of your song? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, yeah. that's more sweet than the Carpenters. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I can't believe I never put the number two joke together. <laughs> can you, um, can I can't you... believe, sorry, you're complete opposite of your parents. Like, it happens. Yeah, something happened. I don't know. But you know what? That, that triggers because, and I, throughout your career and throughout the stuff you've done, you know, I, I think you're, you probably adopt the notion that for better or for worse, I'm going to do it if it makes me laugh. But right, right, and you make sure your your buddies laugh and and and, and yeah. go for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you catch crap, and sometimes it might stall things up. But at least you know, not not to be the uh, the Lenny Bruce type type thing. But I mean, is that the way you pretty much operated? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you think it's funny, and you know, it's not like you know, like a jerk thing. Yeah, to yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right, I don't know. Go for it. People shouldn't get offended by anything, really. I don't think. Y- y- yeah, you know, that song sounds like it could so easily be, have a parody associated mm-hmm. with it because mm-hmm. it's just like it's a catchy jingle. And would you ever parody your own parents' song? Oh man, that would just ruin many Christmases. <laughs> you should do a collaboration. You yeah. should just for the hell of it. I don't do, think they would do it. <laughs> do, do a ever, complete collaboration. Yeah, do a dubstep do, with them. Yeah. Somebody texted in. Is this the show me your genitals guy? That's John Lajoie. That's he's on the league. Show me your. Okay, genitals. I didn't know where yeah, we yeah, got yeah. that from. Genitalia. Okay. Right. I guess maybe his voice sounds similar. Um, but um, are, are any of these songs? Is this any of this going to be performed tonight at the truck? Um, yeah, I'm going to show. Actually, um, I'm going to show two music videos. One that we haven't really shown anybody uh, for uh, yet. That's going to uh, the video will come out in like a week or so. The uh, so, the, yeah. the title track on the CD, "Drunk Text to Myself." You, you performed with uh, Reggie Watts, who, who was yeah. a comedian that I, I discovered when I, I saw Conan O'Brien do his show at the Tower. You were and, raving about him, and and he's just super talented. But Preston, I think this song will speak to you because. Um, uh, he, I don't know if these are real drunk texts that you actually send to yourself. Every one of them is. Uh, really? But, but yeah. He, okay. he, um, one of the themes in there is uh, band names that he thinks oh, would yeah. be. And so we, well, I, I have a couple in here, Press. Dude, Trevor, I, I write down stupid band names all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah. all right, let me roll this. Here. Dude, that's a great idea. Know, right? You should totally remember that. Yeah. You should totally send that to yeah. yourself right okay. now. Hold on, I'm doing it. Drunk text to myself. Messages through time I don't remember any of these What was going through my mind Drunk text to myself Subconscious to my phone What are these supposed to mean? Should have left this thing at home Start a band called Dwarf Cooter Dwarf Cooter Fat Girls Taking Dumps would also be a great band name. <laughs> That's a great name. Great. See if lolfarts.com is taken. That's all we have for now. Do you have the list, any of the band list? That, uh... I, I don't. It's at home. Uh, um, we have an extensive. I wish I could So we, we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, really, the thing to do is to collect them and then, and then sell them to aspiring musicians. I, I need think. to do that. Yeah. But uh, Fat Chicks Taking Dumps is... <laughs> I would buy a t-shirt. It's pretty Absolutely. Cool. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Trevor's kind of homeless right now, so if anybody <laughs> wants to take him in for a few hours, let us know. You're more than welcome to hang. Yeah, you can yeah, hang thanks. out here if you want to. I mean, thanks. it's warm yeah. in here. It's snowing outside. <laughs> it's so cool. yeah. I suggest you stay in here. I feel sad. Um, Twitter is at... What is it? It what? What is it? I Trevor, I, Trevor Moore. Moore. Like okay. I Carly. 
Okay, that's <laughs> it's just like iCarly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. And uh, Drunk Text Myself is the name of his uh, latest CD, but uh, feel free to hang out, all right? Cool. Trevor Thanks, Morgan. Guys. Thanks, guys. Chalk and Arrow, see the whitest kid you know. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay down. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. An illegal cavity search for marijuana conducted in broad daylight on a public roadway in Texas has caused other victims to come forward with allegations of unlawful misconduct by the officers involved. They're conducting cavity searches on the roadside? Yeah. All cases currently being reported have been uh, vaginal and anal cavity searches. I can see that man's hiney hole. (laughs) Conducted by female Texas state troopers on female suspects. Wow. Uh, None of the women subjected to the cavity searches were suspected of any crime stronger than the alleged use of marijuana and no arrest as a result of these searches was made. I would have to think that's a violation. Uh, troopers report that all searches conducted have been fully submitted to by all victims. However, in at least one video recording, the audio reveals clear audio of the victim screaming as the search is being conducted. Ha- victims ha- continue to come forward. How were the, the vaginal checks? Would they hop up on the hood of the car? No, or? they they just, they would use their hands. And, oh my and they, God. they wouldn't take their pants down or anything like that. But listen to this. Uh, this this woman, Ashley Dobbs, who says that she was searched, she's got a good point. She said, they didn't even search my socks and shoes. They went right for the bag. Yeah. I just couldn't fathom how you could search someone's butt and their vagina and not search their socks or shoes. I think it's just manners. Good manners. Yeah. Check the, someone's socks before you check their vagina. They're, That's what lo- you're told in school. Right. Their lawsuit against... Uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety was successfully settled for a $184,000 suit. This past week, uh, the director chose to rehire the female officer at the heart of the incident as well. She's heading well, up the so. new gynecological division. They said it was determined that the relatively inexperienced trooper was directed by a more superior trooper to conduct an inappropriate search. I mean, you would God almighty, you would think that would be a fireable yeah. offense. Exactly. A man must serve 20 days of jail time for threatening a pregnant woman because she was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Justin Dane Palmer pulled over his blue Dodge pickup truck to confront the smoking woman while she walked on the sidewalk. That's bad for the baby, and if you keep doing it, I'll kill you. Through the <laughs> through the open passenger window, Palmer yelled something to the effect of, who the heck smokes when they're pregnant? Oh, the, me, I do. Well, the woman reported, obviously, uh, I do. Uh, she was eight months pregnant at the time. Now, she shouldn't be smoking in the first place. Uh, But in the heated exchange that followed, he called the woman a white trash prostitute and told her she better put the smoke out now. So he extended an olive branch. She ignored him and kept walking, and then the woman told police he pulled out a handgun and pointed it at her from a distance of about 10 feet. Wow. He then drove off and the light turned green. Steve, it was like you said, stop smoking or I'll I'll kill kill you. Minutes later, officers pulled over the truck. They found two Glock semi-automatic 45 caliber handguns in the center console of the truck. Palmer admitted to a confrontation but denied pulling out a gun. He was arrested. Prosecutors dropped the charge of second-degree assault with a deadly weapon and a plea bargain, and he's going to have to do 20 days in jail. Just don't lack smoking. Steve, you want to have the scream sound effect right. ready right. for this particular story. Gentlemen, hang on as I tell you this. 
A father of one is told how his testicles were left dangling five inches down his thigh oh after God. he slid off his <gasps> boat and got them caught on a hook. Oh! Uh, Pete Lovett was enjoying a day out on his boat when he decided to have a swim and slipped off the uh, slipped off the boat into the sea. But as he did so, he got his private parts caught on a steel bracket used to carry the jet ski, nearly castrating him and leaving him in, a, in danger of bleeding to death. Let me tell you something. The amount of injuries that can occur during a normal boating trip I believe are it. astonishing. There, I mean, there's, there's stuff sticking out all over the place. Mr. Lovett said he was left hanging by his sexual organs for several seconds before he pulled himself back up and felt between his legs. He said, I put my arms between my legs and realized to my horror there was nothing there. The accident happened as Mr. Lovett and his wife Lorena and their 21-year-old son Alex spent a day on their boat sailing, swimming, and riding the jet ski. He said, the jet ski was tied to the back of the boat and I tried to scooch my bum over the steel brackets which the jet ski was tied to. He brought a bum with him. Somehow I misjudged how high it was and the hook pranged my wetsuit, hooked me up, and pulled me backwards. The metal went right through my scrotum, and for five to six seconds, I was hanging from it. Floating in the sea as it ripped through my scrotum. When I came up, Top I, re- that shark week. I put my arms between my legs, and my horror found there was nothing there. I scrambled back on board, and Alex, who had been sitting right next to me, said he knew something horrible had happened. He said, Dad, are you okay? And I said, no, it's serious. No, can you see my balls hanging down about my knees? <laughs> he said... I'm not okay. Uh, my t- His testicles were dangling by just the vast deference tubes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He said, if it wasn't for the tubes holding my testicles, they would have gone into the sea, and I never would have seen them again. He must have looked like an up. Upside down snail. Uh, he asked his son. Uh, he asked his son to take the jet ski to shore and uh, talk Click to his, his wife through uh, calling his calling for help as he pressed the gauze onto the wound. Uh, a crew was on the scene within nine minutes. A helicopter was in, scrambled to airlift him uh, to the hospital. His legs were dangling five inches down his leg. Doctor Benson, he's our nut man. Uh, Mister Lovett recuperated for a week before returning to work, but suffered a couple of painful setbacks when the scar split open twice. Oh my God! Uh, now he's fully recovered, though. Although he everything works, he doesn't want any more children, and uh, I don't think he can have children. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, everything works. All right, and then one last story. A Houston couple discovered on Saturday that their camera-equipped baby monitor had been hacked when they heard a strange man's voice cursing and making lewd comments in their two-year-old daughter's bedroom. As Mark and Lauren Gilbert were walking toward the room to investigate, they heard the voice call their daughter a, quote, effing moron and telling her, wake up, you little slut. Wake up, you little slut. (laughs) You don't even know how to use a sippy cup. The hacker then began cursing at the Gilberts when they entered the room, and Mark rushed to disconnect the monitor. Their daughter, Allison, is deaf, so she didn't wake up. Uh, Gilbert didn't report the incident to the police, but told ABC News that he's still shaken up and that he doesn't think he'll ever connect that baby monitor again. That's just disturbing. Yeah. You don't think, well, you know, but that's the truth, actually, Preston. When I used to have a, a scanner, like a police scanner, yep. um, you could pick up baby monitors, no problem. Oh, yeah, and Steve, even if you, if you have a baby monitor, if there are other uh, couples that have baby monitors within a, a fairly short distance in other houses, yeah. you'll pick up their monitor. I yeah. would get, we used to do that. I would get cell phones, baby monitors, any, 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 sometimes home, wireless home security systems. 
I would get all of that. I was getting the audio. I wasn't getting the video. So we'd have our baby monitor on, and you'd hear crying or something like that or somebody speaking. Go into the room where the baby monitor is set up, and there's nobody there and nothing going on. You're like, this is, first of all, it scares the hell out of you. Yeah. Then it takes a little while, and you're like, oh, you know, two doors down, they have a baby, too, <laughs> and that's what it is. It's a real problem in, like, apartment buildings and, yes. and townhome communities, uh, and you have to switch it to a separate frequency. Yeah, and there's yeah. only so many frequencies. Exactly. Usually yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's usually two. There's A and B. And very little to choose from. Right. And sometimes you end up on the same frequency as somebody else, so that's what ends up happening. Do the babies end up talking eventually? But, but somebody actually hacked. I'm just hanging out, pooping. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody actually hacked into this one. That's weird, man. All right. It's disgusting. Anyhow, that should be fine. We're going to take a break. Stay right there. We'll return shortly. Shortly, actually. Ah. As we'll do shortly. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Tala. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Tala, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by AutoPartsExpress.com. For hard-to-find brand-name parts in stock and in our area, order your parts and pick them up in about 30 minutes. AutoPartsExpert.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, the wife of notorious drug lord El Chapo, Emma Cornell Aspero, is in distance to join a new VH1 reality show called Cartel Crew. The series will reportedly be sandwiched between two other new shows, Pedophile Road Rules and Total Molest Lies. Oh, my God. They're actually doing a show based on the wives and girlfriends of these notorious cartel people. It's unbelievable. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian spending $3 million on land next to their estate on which they plan to do some farming. Kim says she's always been interested in growing pasta. Oh, my God. And finally, a 17-year-old Fortnite superstar. I don't know if your your boys heard about this, Preston. Uh, gamer FaZe Jarvis, the younger brother of gaming superstar FaZe K, has been banned from playing Fortnite for life after using cheating software. While FaZe Jarvis was devastated by the decision, he was eventually comforted by uh, uh, advice he received from his father, just a passing phase. No. <laughs> And that's your Hollywood trash. We want to welcome to our studio Mr. Lamorne Morris. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Philadelphia, Lamorne. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are happy to have you. Have you been through this area before? Uh, a while ago. Yeah. Uh, not well, probably not through this area. I drove through an area called Nice Town. Nice Town. Yeah. Not so nice. Yes. Not so <laughs> nice. <laughs> not gonna lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> not so nice. Why are you driving through there? I had to do a shoot there once. I had to interview a bunch of people. I used to do man on the street stuff for, for uh, a BET, right? BET, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I went through Nice Town. You're right. Not so nice. Not so nice. <laughs> the people were. I liked. I liked the people. <laughs> people are nice. Yeah, people were nice. Right. Town itself, not so <laughs> not nice. So, not so nice. Yeah. It's like a restaurant that advertises good food. Exactly. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after you left Nice Town, you just left Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove back to Jersey. <laughs> well, where do you hail from? Because I know you were you did you were in Second City in Chicago, mm-hmm. but where, where where are your origins? Chicago. 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 Chicago? Yeah. yeah, born and raised Chicago, and then uh, did a little bit of moving around New York, New Jersey, and then uh, now I'm in L.A. Second City is is a great, legendary breeding ground. Is is there is there an arduous process to get into? Because it, it for comedians or comedic actors, 
it's like Mecca. So is is it a tough thing or do you? It it it's it's not a tough thing to start. You can yeah. just go to class like any, like anyone else. Okay, so you can just you can enroll basically. You can roll, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but to jump on a stage, you know, that's a, a tough process because the list is crazy. I mean, it, yeah, just everybody. That where that's where Lauren Michaels used to go and mm-hmm. basically get you know the cast for SNL would be there exactly. And uh, so who are some of your contemporaries that you were there with? Uh, Danny Pudi. Okay, um, from Community was yeah. there. Um, let's see. Well, uh, I don't know. Not not a lot. Of, T.J. Miller. Okay. Um, yeah. People that are up and comers. I, I, we were talking off air. I, we we love the new girl and 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 think it's think it's hilarious. And as I watch that show, sometimes I'm I'm like, man, if I'm a writer on this show, it's so densely packed with stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I don't I don't know if people appreciate just how precise the dialogue is and how <laughs> precise you guys as an ensemble pull it off. I mean, th- those are. The level of TV comedy, like in, with Mindy Kaling's show mm-hmm. and, and, and some other shows, and I know that you had an association with Happy Endings yeah. uh, on uh, on ABC, uh, a circuitous one. These are really well-written shows, yeah. but it's so disposable. You do it, and then you're on to the next thing. Right. And, you know? Do, do you ever feel like, man, you almost wish, you know, you could stop and appreciate just how good everything is? Yeah, it's weird. You know, sometimes people say, oh, that uh, the third episode of the season, and I will completely forget yeah yeah i would i don't remember what i shot last week you right know, we shoot so much stuff and it's so much packed into uh each day and you're right it's it's a ton of dialogue it's a ton of uh crazy material uh, how, how do you achieve that i mean because you guys are all the ensembles really solid everyone the characters are so well defined and got so well defined quickly, quickly right which is a hard thing for a show to pull off but it, it appears to me that you must be doing like a like a judd apatow kind of Let's do a couple of versions of each take. Because oh, yeah, for sure. Is that for what sure. you do? Oh, yeah. We have uh, Liz Merriweather sometimes hangs out on set. She's the creator of the show. And we have a couple writers that will hang out, too. And, you know, we'll get we'll get it scripted. But then afterwards, we'll just goof around for a while. And they let – so because yeah. I know it's it's an oppressive schedule, television, but yeah. they, they do allow you that latitude? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, in comedy, you want to make sure you get it. Right, You right. know, you want to make sure it works, especially with uh, certain characters like uh, the Schmidt character. He has a ton of, like – It's crazy. – douchey things to say. Right. <laughs> so you know. funny. I love when they yeah. put him back in the, uh, in the in the fat suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the funniest. So great. Um, Steve – is talking about the ensemble, and you, I, I, I'm honestly, it's it's one of the best ensembles I've seen on TV. Oh, thanks. And I, you, I just hope that like that's how you guys really are in real life. That like, you know, because you're really good friends, and you and you have like a nice history together. Mm-hmm. With the Seems exception, that way. Yeah, yeah, we so, are. We goof off. I mean, we spend so many hours a day with each other. Yeah, and never argue. We all genuinely like each other. Do you have a real douche jar uh, that you? Uh, <laughs> we do. It usually just goes to our uh, camera operator, Casey. Oh, okay. There's a there's a douche jar. If you've been a douchebag, you put some money in the jar on yeah, the show. Too. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have one at home. It's filled. So, speaking of your your camera operator, we're wondering. Well, I was wondering if there was anybody maybe on your crew that uh, is from Philadelphia. I don't. You're probably not even aware of this, but um, there is a scene where you're. It's uh, Nick's dad's funeral, and you're laying in a bed. Winston's kneeling next to you. In the background is a Bump, a WMMR bumper sticker from back in the day, wow. and we're just wondering. That's an old one, yeah. We have no clue how it got there. Wondering if you know if there's anybody from Philly that pro- that placed it there or something. I don't know. It would have to be uh, if it were. It'd have to be Bob New. Bob New. He's uh, he's in charge of that. 
set maybe, stuff, set yeah, decorating. Set decorating. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, find out what his story is. Hmm, maybe he's on the out. FBI witness relocation program <laughs> exactly. or something. Is it Bob New? Bob New, yeah. He's Spelled just, N-E-W? I completely don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Because we can look that up. Just, yeah, yeah I'll look New. it up. Speaking of that episode, um, you had uh, Dennis Farina playing Nick's dad, oh, yeah. passed away, That's had right. the funeral. It was a hilarious mm-hmm. episode. And then Dennis Farina dies. Yeah. yeah a very uh, odd day for everyone. Yeah. How, what was it like working with him? The best. Yeah. Uh, he's a Chicago guy, too. He's an ex-cop, so he's got all these uh, crazy stories. Like a cop for decades, right? Yeah. yeah. For over, over 20 years. And, uh, I mean, he's like a, he's a Chicago guy, so yeah. he's tough. He's, you know, hardcore. His handshakes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's that kind of dude. I used to watch that show, Crime Story. I loved it, man. Oh, yeah. He was so good. Oh, yeah. And, and it must have just blown you guys away. Yeah, you know... It, it, I, it's so weird, you know, yeah. working with someone and then shooting an episode like that, and then in real life, it it happens. It's uh, something you can't predict. It. You did a hilarious your your you know coffin side take. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, it was was hilarious. The episode was just great. Um, <laughs> when when you're when you're when you're doing that, you build up a you build up a friendship mm-hmm. with it with guests. I know you've had you've had uh, uh, Rob Reiner on the show mm-hmm. as well, and, and and other guests have come through. Uh, when they've come from movies or something, is is it hard for them to adapt because it's it's a much different animal? I have to assume than what it is to do a movie. Oh no, the uh, they're pros. Yeah, yeah. So you know they have extensive movie careers, but they also have like great television Total careers career. as well. So they come in and they actually teach us stuff. We're cool. watching them trying to steal moves and you know <laughs> steal approaches from them. I, I love the, the the background history of your your character. You were uh, you, you played basket Latvian yeah <laughs> basketball <laughs> career that didn't go yeah. well. Yeah. They seemed what I like about the way Winston's drawn is that he's not he's. He's not what you would think, right? You, you know, you, you you usually you know you'd be the smooth guy who has all the moves with the women. You're mm-hmm. just as awkward as the other guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they make you bad. Actually, you know, it, it, what is your favorite and least favorite character trait with Winston? Uh, Winston is, I don't. Winston is a weirdo. Now, yeah. I mean, you'll see uh, season three. There's, I mean, a ton of traits about Winston that are just awful. Is he going to uh, get something good? Relationship wise. <laughs> Hell yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not funny if he does. <laughs> right. You know, everyone's in a relationship. I think Winston, I think the more he sucks at relationships, the better. Right. Um, he might get lucky. Who knows? Uh, Brenda Song is coming back for one more episode. Oh, she's awesome. Right. Um, okay. But then, uh, I don't know after that. Rihanna, maybe. You yeah, know? you've been you've been yeah. you've been playing for that. I right? have been stalking her. <laughs> uh, but she don't return my calls or yeah. emails or death threats. No. <laughs> I like that you're... Um, Little quirks, you're afraid of the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you like bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. <laughs> uh, you'll see that I like puzzles coming up. I like cats Ooh. coming up. I thought I had my period once. Um, I'm very emotional. I like fruity drinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the list With goes umbrellas. On yeah, yeah, yeah. With umbrellas. I love bathtubs. The, <laughs> do, you, do you add some of that stuff? Because you, did you create the character? It was the, the, the gay ghost. The, the gay old Negro ghost. ghost. Uh, uh, was that Theodore. your creation? Yes. They okay. they had the name, and they didn't know what they wanted to do. They just wanted me to start talking to Nick. And, Ex- and, explain what, what this character is and what he did. Uh, Theodore K. Mullins, is a uh, he's the guy who sabotages uh, Nick's relationships. Right. Can. Um, <laughs> and I, I call him an old... First first of all, he's, he's the uh, unemployed black actor. Okay. Um, right. So he's the guy who's over the top, and he, his acting ability is just so overdrawn. And yeah. Like, you know, that's why he never works. That's why he's unemployed. Right, yeah. Uh, and then he's an old Negro gay ghost. <laughs> so. <laughs> and do they just say 
Go, go for it. Just go. Yeah. Just go for it. Uh, we had a director on, uh, David Wayne, who is fantastic and he's funny and just said. He did a Wet Hot American Summer, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're going to they're gonna do a sequel to that, I think. Yeah, and if I'm not in it, I'm going to be very, very <laughs> pissed. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, been yeah. here. He's a, he's a really cool guy. He's oh, he's guy. hysterical. Yeah. yeah. So he just said go. And that was the first time on the show that someone had said, I'm not going to stop you. Just continue to talk. And I, I, I did that. At That's one point, great. the cast left, and I just continued to <laughs> rant. That's cool. <laughs> Explain the, um, uh, the there's Damon Wayans Jr. and and you mm-hmm. and happy endings and the circuitous thing that happened there. Yeah. How, how did that play out? It's a weird process uh, in pilot season. You just you audition for a bunch of stuff, and right? Whatever sticks, sticks. And um, I was uh, auditioning for New Girl and a, a CBS show at the exact same time. Okay. Um, I was testing, which was my final audition for New Girl, when CBS um, made me an offer that I, you know, when you're an actor, you can't pass on an offer. No, yeah. 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 So I had to take the CBS show, and then uh, Fox came back right after and said, hey, if we make you an offer, will you take it? But it was a little too late. Right. Um, I had already signed up to do the CBS show. They then went and cast Damon uh, Jr., Damon Wayne's Jr. Problem is, is Happy Endings was going to get picked up for season two. So he's got another thing. He's got another right. show. So then there's no one left to <laughs> right. do this. And so they went and re-auditioned a, a ton of people. I think I auditioned 15 times. Really? For the show, yeah. Wow. Does does that happen much? You see where an actor gets uh, two, you know, because you said there's a pilot season. Yeah. You get two offers, and mm-hmm. if you make the wrong choice, you're just, exactly. oh, man, you know? Exactly. But, dude, you, you were just out of... Second City. I mean, it wasn't that long before you were getting offers on two shows. Yeah, it was a weird process. You know, I, I was doing Second City, and then I started hosting for a while, which I hated. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, I just couldn't. I didn't like. Uh, you didn't like going to. Uh, the... I didn't like doing. I don't like doing red carpets. <laughs> oh, okay. that was it. It was yeah. it was the red carpet thing, and, and so and too many times they would go, "Hey, go and ask that guy what he's wearing." I'm like, <laughs> nope, not gonna do that. <laughs> no. Not your I style. Had, yeah, I had to ask Rick Ross what he was wearing once, and he was wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> I kid you not. And he I, laughed at me. I feel like you're asking people questions that uh, they they don't want to answer, even if yeah. they're they're simple questions. Like you're there to do a job, right? Uh, it, it just seems like it, you're you're putting a really tough spot. Yeah, I, exactly. I'll tell you what. I've seen you though uh, uh, interviewed at various events, and you seem to be very understanding of the plight of the interviewer. Oh yeah. So you you play along nicely. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, you you appreciate the task that they have. Oh yeah, it's good to be on the other side of it. Um, just listening and, and responding, as opposed to trying to come up with uh, trying to come up with stuff to you know to inquire. Sure. About. Yeah. So we we love Zoe Deschanel, and mm-hmm. and she's uh, you know seems is she every bit as quirky and um, she's she's a little more serious than that. Is she? She's really funny, but she's like extremely smart, extremely you know extremely business minded as well. So she's always scolding me for stupid purchases and oh, really yeah, dumb ideas that I have. What's something stupid you've purchased recently? Uh, you know, a Grand Coupe BMW. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I definitely have one of those. Yeah. and uh, she definitely <laughs> thinks it's dumb. <laughs> a little more, she a little more, a little more, a little more granola y yeah. is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she drive a Prius or something? She used to. Yeah, of <laughs> really? Course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, she has a really awesome car, Tesla now. She's oh, got okay. a Tesla. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's so like awesome. the Mercedes. Priuses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an electric car. Yeah, yeah. it's the only one that looks cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful car. Hey, Lamorne, I wanted to ask about uh, you're going to be portraying Martin Luther King Jr. in Drunk History. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is great uh, series. We, yeah, we started watching that when the first couple of uh, 
uh, episodes online mm-hmm. ran, and we're like, this is hilarious. So, so you take on the role of one of the great civil rights leaders, yes, of all time. How was that? Fantastic. Yes. You, what's funny is the that, drunken take on the greatest. Of course, civil rights exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I really would want. I don't. I don't want to tackle too many like historical figures, right? But that's one role that I would love to play. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I I wanted to for a while. I used to imitate him as a. I guess it's going back to the ghost thing. <laughs> it's, it's all about gay ghosts. Gay ghosts. Yeah. It's, I did a skit a while ago that I took down. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty bad. It was pretty stupid. But it was. Uh, it was the ghost of Martin Luther King. Yeah. And it was just him coming back to give his "I Have a Dream" speech, and uh, people are kind of like, uh, not, oh, not. I don't want to say over it, but people are like, "Dude, we heard this before," and he's like, "Oh, what year is it?" And it's like, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, my bad." And he's like reading the paper, trying to figure out exactly uh, what's what's current, what's going sure, on. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but on the uh, on the drunk history thing, I mean, you you have to. Uh, you have to basically mimic what a drunk person is saying. Yeah. And uh, uh, while you're going through that and you're trying to, is that written out for you or do you yeah. just have to, okay. It's written out. It's, it's written out just like a script. Okay. Uh, and then it's, it's you, you shoot it like a music video. So, so they're playing they're playing the audio along while you're singing yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And right. uh, it's fun. Very fun process. It's easy. It's really easy and fun, yeah. You have a number of characters. We were talking about you you, you had had, um, uh, it was King off Trinidad. Um, yeah, Trinidad James. James, yeah. uh, who didn't like your parody nope. of, of the of the character. When you when you do stuff like that, are, are do you care what their reaction is going to be? Or does it... Do you just um, say, forget it, I'm doing this, and that's it? If I know the person, yeah. I would care. Yeah. Um, if I don't know the person, <laughs> care less. I don't really care. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, I would love, to, you know, they're in a great position. I would love for someone to imitate me. Right. Um, and I uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine a while ago, um, this guy, Brandon T. Jackson, and he said, he said, would you rather be imitating someone or be the person uh, getting imitated? Yeah. And I'd rather be the person give, getting imitated. Because you know? you're, you've now, you're you're at yeah. that level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a compliment. We yeah. had him in studio uh, for Percy Jackson, right? Percy yeah. Jackson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he was also in uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> he yeah. was great. Uh, Al Pacino, right? <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Al Pacino. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, on the show you do, it's it's a pogo, right? Where you, you, you talk about your roommates <laughs> Behind yeah. their back, yeah. Uh, of the of your other castmates, give us a little pogo yeah. insight into each of them. Uh, Max Greenfield, he talks way too much about uh, working out. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's like his life. Like he's addicted, and really? it's uh, it's great to like. I learn from him like certain things, but then sometimes it's like very like I didn't ask you, I didn't ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I crushed it in the gym this morning. Oh, like, that I, is one of my huge <laughs> Twitter pet peeves. Oh, yeah. What is it? He crushed it, crushed <laughs> cat, buys and tries today, killed it. Who cares? So he he's doing addicted. that. He's yeah. addicted. He's addicted. Uh, let's see, Jake. I don't, uh, Jake. Uh, it's the massive alcoholic. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. We had him in the studio. Oh, yeah. dude. And the night before he was in the studio, he was at a Phil's game, and he caught a foul ball. That's what I heard. Yeah. So he told you. That's what that. I heard. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I tried to catch a foul ball once at a game. Yeah. I threw out the first pitch of the White Sox game. Uh, and so I had this idea that if the ball comes my my, my way, I'll have a, like a beer in my hand. Yeah. And I'll hold up the logo. So as the ball's coming... I'll pretend to be really cool and yeah. catch the ball. It won't hurt. I'll look really awesome, and I'll hold up, and I'll drink the beer in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Wow. million dollars. Sure. Right. Yeah, I, guaranteed. I, this actually happened. The ball, as we're leaving, 
flies up in our direction, and I act like the biggest like idiot. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> We're all like fighting for the ball. And I was like, Damn it! I wasn't very cool in that moment. But that's a, that's a brilliant plan to give to yeah. someone, someone yeah. who happens to, to 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 be lucky. Yep. What about um, Hannah Simone? Is her name? I mean. She's yeah, she's her. gorgeous. What what pogo would she possibly have? Um, she uh, she's in a relationship. Okay, with a celebrity? <laughs> no. Okay. That, with with a regular guy, regular awesome dude. Yeah. She got to be single, man. <laughs> That's the pogo. That's the pogo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she's she's uh, she's she's pretty. pretty. When they talking about her for a while, as possibly being in. Um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. She was a name that kept popping oh, up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You like to see that? Oh, no, it'd be yeah. weird. <laughs> it'd be weird, right? <laughs> That'd be weird. Do, uh, when you're on a show with an ensemble, I don't know mm-hmm. what your, your current situation is, but d- is it a case of don't, you know, don't t- dip into that uh, that pool for dating or romance? Yeah, I don't think you want to. Yeah. I don't think you want to. Everyone on the show is taken, except except for myself. The lonely, <laughs> lonely, lonely black dude in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just roaming these streets, looking yeah. for strange. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how long are you in town for? Because maybe we can help you out. <laughs> yep. I, uh, depending on uh, the schedule you're going to set up for me with okay. dates, I'll <laughs> stay here forever. Sure. <laughs> so any big thing for the actual uh, premiere? I mean, I know it's not like films, but are you, is, there, is there a viewing party? Do you, do you go home and just get a... Uh... TV dinner and watch it yourself, or <laughs> really lonely with no yeah. uh, no pants, <laughs> right? <laughs> crying, right? <laughs> no, I uh, I used to have like I usually have friends come over, okay, uh, and just watch uh, a few friends. You don't mind watching yourself? No, okay. no. You, there was a time where I there was a time where I was broke and I wasn't on TV, mm-hmm. and those are very depressing years. So now I'm, I'm very happy. Are well, you? you know like, Steve, I was watching a special on Steve McQueen, and and uh, they were saying that you know a lot of actors. I don't like to watch myself. He would watch himself all the time because he was like, okay, that that worked, that didn't work. Right, exactly. He wasn't doing it because he was ego uh, egocentric. He wanted to improve the craft. Oh yeah, and, and so sure. and is that the same with you? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. You have to. Right. Um, and they give us. I don't watch it necessarily when it comes on but they give us uh dvds after it airs you know in our trailers so i'll just pop it in and and check it out you know it's is, always good to take notes is there a thing like dailies in tv where you where you where you go and watch what you've shot for the day or, or you watch right in the moment or no i think every i think the i think uh the executives get to watch it okay the executives watch it and they check it out um but the cast no all right not at all how do you critique yourself and, and what about your acting style do you wish you could improve or, or you think you could do better um, I'm uh, one of the best of all time. Right, right. <laughs> so you're very, uh, you're I think I could get to the best at, of right. all time. Well, yeah. Let me ask you about a scene. Yeah, that Denzel's such a hack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you about a scene that, that you did. It's it's uh, whenever I, I, I think of you and when, when we were booking you, I always think of the scene because I just loved how awkward we, you were. But the bar scene where you first meet Brenda Song's character. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, what yeah, did you yeah, think of your yeah, performance yeah, there? Yeah, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> it was weird. It was very weird, especially playing something that you're not... I, I know how to talk to women, yeah. Uh, not in a smooth way, but in a goofy way. But I can I can carry a conversation, right? And Winston can't, yeah. and so I thought that was very funny to uh, to have to do that. I don't know. I I, you, I rarely critique myself. I don't know. It's brilliant that the writers would fight the urge to make you the smooth, 
you yeah. know, Billy D kind of guy mm-hmm. and make you just as awkward as everyone yeah. else. Yeah, I would like to. I would like yeah. to play a smooth Billy D character, but he's not getting out what he's supposed to be saying. You know, he's just smooth for the right. wrong reasons. You right, know? right, like, right. I went number two today, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go number two? You don't go number two. But what possibly does it smell? Does it? No? All right. This is weird. This is very weird. <laughs> Did you have to learn the lyrics to these songs from Wicked that you were uh, yes. singing? I, in the, uh, there was an episode where you're just and you clearly know far too much about yes. Wicked. Yeah. And I had the flu, too, and I was very uh, disappointed in myself for uh, being sick. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to hit like those certain high notes, man. You know, I'm a perfectionist. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So you're one of the best of all time. Yeah, yeah. of all time. Yeah. Like in music, too. Yeah, in music, too. Yeah. yeah. You remember yeah. Philip Michael Thomas? He, his dream was to get that the, uh, a necklace that said EGOT. <laughs> yes, Grammy, that's right. Oscar Tony. Tony. That's yeah. right. Did he ever get any one of those letters? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Is that Barbara Streisand has got that? Yeah, uh, she it. does. Yeah. Uh, Rita, Moreno. Rita Moreno. Yeah, a few. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we had uh, Boys to Men in studio one time, and and I wanted to sing for them because I I loved Boys to Men, oh, yeah. and I was sick that day. And these guys uh, didn't know, but I was like, dude, I'm totally gonna sing the beginning. The please don't go. And then like, so I bust, but I couldn't do it. I was sick and I couldn't hit well, the notes. I was yeah, so but are you mad. sick now? Yeah. How about now? No, I'm not no, gonna do it now. now. I built it up too much. <laughs> That's cool. Well, the, the sh- it while they were here, though, but the show is awesome, and and and, and the, the, you know some of the this is really great mm-hmm. comedy, great ensemble. Fox mm-hmm. has a number. I love a Mindy Kaling show as well, awesome. and and it's uh, and season three. You yeah, be, yeah, I mean, dude, you know, oh, yeah. that ain't happening much these days. I know, That's I know. Awesome. Yeah. Very lucky. We're very lucky. It is. Yeah. So anybody true. listening that hasn't watched the show ever, please go back to the beginning and watch it. It is a really, really well written, well acted show. Absolutely, sharply yes. written. Well and, worth it. And, and it's also it's. It's uh, it's got a, a bizarre angle to it, and it's it's real, but not so real. It's very cool. Here, wait before awesome. we before we wrap things up. Lamorne <laughs> singing. Yeah, that was a that was a C. I hit a high C. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, the third season premieres Tuesdays on Fox. Make sure that you do watch. Lamorne, thanks for coming by, man. Thank we you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Lamorne Morris, guys. Yeah. The new girl on the Preston Steve Show. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay down. The Preston Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.